Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Cheeseburger, shepherd's pie, we're gonna molest you and give you babies. John Cross and Kyle, we're gonna do you at the same time. Cheeseburger, bacon, shepherd's pie. I need a flaming garbage the butt. can. Rick Fossilman's oh, not gonna use any protection. So you're gonna have weird babies. They're gonna kill everybody. And it's gonna combine with Kyle's neck aids. We're all gonna die. Kyle's shepherd's pie, neck aids, baby. It's gonna kill everybody. Like the baby from the Offspring anthology movie that nobody saw. <laughs> Gallagher fucked his sister and had a demon baby. And it killed everybody. We're all gonna die. Fuck you. Bye. I like how you had the chorus going too, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Woo! Welcome to what may be episode 170, maybe episode 171. Boom. I don't fucking know, but we are back from Horror Realm, and that is all we're going to talk about today. And I've got two Horror Realm dudes with me, T-Shirt Joe and John Cross. Hey, everyone. John Cross, how, how much how much weight did you gain staying with Tim? Uh, <laughs> I, I gained all the weight. All. Are, are you in Seagal category now? No, I'm close. I'm close. I'm sort of uh, Jeff Speakman rounding on Seagal. I'm close. You got a sweet mustache to go with that Jeff Speakman gut? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have the sweet Je- Jeff Speakman gut, and I've run out and bought myself a bunch of turtlenecks and some gun holsters so I can look the part when I'm strutting down the street tonight. Can you whip the shit out of a couch? Yes, I can. <laughs> that's, that's all it needs to know. I still don't know where you're getting that from, dude. I, I forget perfect, which movie dude, you're talking the, about. The about. only thing, like... When I saw the perfect weapon for the first time at the theater in my town. Which which scene does he whip the shit out of a couch? Dude, in? he goes down in a basement in the perfect weapon and he puts a couch up against the wall and he gets his little kendo sticks out. 
because they were really like pushing him to be the next actor. Yeah, right, that's right? right. I remember yep. that scene. Oh yeah. And yeah. he was all about how fast he could go. With the I remember him down in his. I remember him at the beginning with the "I've got the power" doing his slow mo kempo stuff. I remember that. Oh man, he just goes to town on that fucking couch with those goddamn kempo sticks. Wow, that poor couch. And I didn't that, think about it. That couch got the fuck. Beat I up. gotta rewatch that clearly because I've seen that a bunch of times and I do not remember him whipping the shit out of a couch. Yeah, man, it's like the training montage part. I remember him destroying a, a, a Chinese antique store. I remember sure, that. Yeah. When he doesn't have to, he could just like beat them up, but no, he decides to like, destroy everything in the place. Guys, I I think I I got a Mountain Dew can with jizz on the on the fucking on it. You got you got a Mountain Jizz can? I, I think so. There's it's like dried jizz all over the fucking side of my Mountain Dew can. What the fuck is this? Ah, <laughs> uh, just drink it. I am fuck it. It can't be any worse than me than Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's Mountain Dew. Fuck it. Mountain Dew it's- is hillbilly jizz. See, that's what's hilarious, is someone clearly did fuck it. That's why it's covered in hobo jizz. Hobo jizz. Makes it even better. Mm. Yeah. Tim, I'm I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> God damn it, I'm fucking hungry. She's a, it, she even asked me when you were coming back, since you've talked. I don't know. When's the next convention? Uh, Probably not until March, but I know like you were talking about trying to come in for a Steelers game because she's like, tell Kyle. No, no, no. I'll come for like, Pittsburgh for a Pirates game. I ain't coming for no Steelers game. She was like, tell Kyle his dad could sleep here too. Oh, dude, he wants to go to a Pirates game so fucking bad. Ever since I told him about those seats you were telling me about, the all-you-can-eat 45 all you can eat. Yeah, that's the only reason I want to go to a Pirate game is to those all-you-can-eat seats because... For the most part, I still think the owners are big shit bags and do not want to spend money and do not want to put a proper team on the field. I don't know. They're I'm, doing pretty good, man. They're doing really they, well. They are, but they could be doing better. And they could be winning a playoff series if they actually would spend some money. we we got to save the sports talk for football season. We don't do baseball. Uh, well, <laughs> bottom line is I still have not walked into Park yet. I'm not like one of the Pittsburgh morons that as soon as they won more than 70 games in a year, I ain't gonna spend all my money at the Pirate Stadium. Fuck that shit. Oh, Dad's a huge Roberto Clemente fan, dude. Oh, no, don't get me wrong on that. Dude, there was many years I'd be sitting in the bleachers in left field, even when they had the 99-cent seats. Dude, I used to go to 10, 15 games, sometimes 20 a year. Guys, you're, guys, you're losing the Brit. I'm sorry, you're losing the British guys. <laughs> British guys, what is up with these fucking? Yeah, we'll talk about what cricket and soccer. Cricket later. and uh, yeah, I don't like any of those games. It's not either. soccer; it's football. Football. Yes. Yeah, sports talk is over. Enough with this. With feet. Um, just to just to say, guys, uh, I would love to come back in March uh, if you guys would have me again. I would love to come back in March and have even started to think of producing. That would be the next Horror Realm. Horror Realm. Oh, I didn't know it was twice a year. I thought it was once a year. No, that's twice. And I know Rich uh, said to me, either Saturday, I think he said it twice, Saturday night or Sunday. And I know I'll see him up at Wasteland. Him, He wants to talk because I know like this. the pop one was more of just an experiment. And I wouldn't be surprised they just try to do that one for that July. That was this again. last one. Yeah. But March, he was already saying, it, it, seeing if I want to do the movie room again. So, hell yeah, we, nice. We didn't get a what, dude. The only regret I have 
is we did not get to watch Spookies. The Pooks. The, we, the Pooks got denied. Well, I can tell you this: if play. it's going if it's going down in March, believe me, Spookies will be flying high. The Pooks on the VH. Oh yeah, it'll be flying high, like you know, like an eight or a nine o'clock slot, so everybody could be there drinking. I did get nice. I did get three people to buy three copies of Spookies though from Dan. That's sweet. But yeah. guys, yeah, so I, I wanted to run an idea past you guys. Okay. Uh, I want to come back in March if that's all good. Um, and what I want to do is uh, add adding to the pleasancing. I want to write a handful of horror-based and movie-based ten-track albums, so about five or six more albums before March. Well, you've got a and request geez. already for tonight in one of our questions. Yeah, so, no, I know. I'll, so get your we'll ukulele get at the ready. But I will, I and then I will be selling them at Horror Realm either on a shared table and/or a table by myself. What, what do people think? John, you can put them on my table anytime, buddy. Cool. Okay. No, I mean, I'll pay towards uh, I'll, I'll pay towards sharing the, the sharing the thing. It's just a lot of people um, when I was giving the albums out to you guys because obviously I brought free copies to you guys. A lot of people were were saying, "Oh, like where do we get a copy?" And I was just thinking, I. I had so much fun, I would love to come back and do it as a vendor. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely, in the meantime, going to be spreading the word, too, especially about the pleasant scene, which I've listened to, uh, like, three times already. Yeah, I was going to say, I listened to it, like, three times. John, that is batshit insane. You did it in a week, (laughs) man! In a fucking week! Yeah, I did it in a month. I did it in a month, Carl. Oh, I thought it was, we we laid it down, and you were, you had it done the next week. I no, just, I, I had it done within the month. It was within the month. I, I, I love Adrian Barbeau, and I just love the whole thing about going to St. Louis. It just, yeah, it's just you know, great. fucking Donald P. pretty much winning World War II on his own. Yeah, yes. getting yes. captured. <laughs> it's just, it's fucking, it's beautiful, man. It, it is genius bordering on insanity. Shoot out the website where they could get it at, John. Uh, it's over at Misk. Plumbingfixtures.bandcamp.com, which is M I S C plumbing, P L U M B I N G, fixtures, F I X T U R E S, dot bandcamp.com. Um, and it's also available on Spotify and iTunes under miscellaneous plumbing fixtures. But it's really, got, I just. He's got a war suite in three it's parts. A, all about three part war, war suite. suite, yeah. Um, but I just thought, do you, do you guys think it would be a good idea? You know, Ed's selling his artwork and Joe's doing his t-shirts and you've got your book, Tim, and, you know, out of print, Dan's got his DVDs. And I just thought, like, people seem genuinely interested in the, the CDs. It would be. One of the yeah, great things not? about horror conventions, it is in the vendor room, especially the true spirit of independence. There are just people, a lot of people just doing their own thing, you know. Right, that's it, what I was a, happy about, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I was, great way to get yourself out there man uh, especially to people that would be receptive to to the sort of thing you're doing and right. plus right. i was gonna say plus two uh and this goes for most conventions uh outside of the guys i know midnight syndicate yeah. that i will see at wasteland they got their own cedar point thing going on those guys are great outside of them john no one does cds and brings them to conventions nope. yeah just Buzz, that's the only one I could think of. Yeah, I, for, I always forget Buzz does his own stuff too, but yeah, Midnight Syndicate, that's their, that's their main thing. They do soundtracks, period. So yeah, it, it, you got an untapped market there, John. 
Yeah, I was thinking that just sort of would be good fun. I could do, if I did sort of five or six albums plus the Pleasant Sing and then plus there's that other one that I've got, which is, um, it's 20 tracks about, uh, uh, what's it called? Then What Make Movies or something it's called. And it's just all the songs from my After Movie Diner about different, um, actors and different directors and things. And I just thought if I brought like 10 copies each or whatever of those, and sold them for maybe three or four bucks a throw, like nothing expensive. And actually, the overhead's not that much to get whatever it would be, a hundred or two hundred um, cardboard sleeves printed up is is not that expensive. And to go halves on a table, well, that 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 is well within my budget. So I need to get something. God, you guys are. I'll I'll bring Kamala, and it'll be ten bucks a picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dress Kamala up each each three hours. Kamala gets a different horror costume. Hey, that's it's a where, cosplaying dog. That's, yeah, I've seen them. That's that where, market. That's where yeah. I decide, I saw at a whorehound. They had a animal rescue that had pugs, and they were all dressed up like characters from Clockwork Orange. And I was like, I want one of those dogs. That's nice. And it was pretty cool. I got a picture of them somewhere. They were really sweet. They had little eyeballs on their on their fucking paws and everything. No, we got. We will talk about the googly eyes. Is, that it, needs it, to come back. That was a Kyle. Great. If John gets his own table, uh, got to make sure if he goes in on a half table. A has to be with Ed Quinlan, just <laughs> so the first show they can do is mashed potato talk. Yeah. But in the evening, Kamala shows up for the second show, Kamala so Kamala talk. and John can. <laughs> can do their show finally. Kamala talk. Me and Kamala have to do Kamala talk. Well, in a, in a in a room. Yeah. Well, let's start uh, this show. Room. John, what you been watching, sir? Uh, what have I been watching? I've been watching the Wet Hot American Summer uh, prequel Netflix show, which I have to say apart from one episode, which wasn't a bad episode, but it was just it lost the momentum, the growing momentum, which was like episode 6 or 7, whatever the episode was where they all had sex. Apart from that, that episode, I think I watched five of them. Okay, apart from that episode, fucking brilliant. I loved every second of it, and I'll tell you why. It's because something like that, where it was, it's still to this day the cult favorite amongst fans of like David Wayne and the State and Paul Rudd and people like that. And even though I think that they went on and did funnier movies, I think Role Models, for example, is a funnier movie. Um, Wet Hot American Summer still has all the cult following and still has all the, the fervor about it. Um, and so if very dangerous waters, a lot like with Anchorman 2, very dangerous waters to like go back in and try and do something like that, especially over the period of four hours, which is, is it's eight, eight half an hour episodes. And, um, and sort of either give the fans what they want and or top it. And what's incredible about this is it gave me what I wanted. It gave me stuff I didn't even fucking know I wanted. And then it went on and above that. I mean, it's by far the best sequel, prequel, reboot, call it what you will, that I've ever seen by a handful of comedians. And when I you hope. think that, when you think that other comedians like die, like run out of material or run out of ideas or run out of comedy at a certain point, you know, Steve Martin did it and, you know, you only have Jack Black did it, like everyone's kind of gone through their period of comedy, even Monty Python was only funny for X amount of time, and yet these guys, like, they've come back and done something that shouldn't work, and it fucking works on every level, I loved it I hope somebody comes back as a monster because they fell in the toxic waste <laughs> well, he came back as a can, dude 
I didn't even, I'm not that far, but I was on board. Dude, that, happened, as, that, hap- that happens in the second episode. As soon as Paul Rudd showed up and said, buckle up for doinkage, I was, yeah. I was, that was the best. I was, I was. Want to slice yourself off some of this greasy dick? That yep. was some of my favorite. And what he said, else? who beefed? <laughs> that guy's funny and I don't like him. <laughs> no, he's really funny in this. He does all his, like, I don't particularly like Paul Rudd, just like generic Paul Rudd, but when he does David Wayne movies, I, I fucking love it. Like Wet Hot American Summer and uh, Role Models and um, uh, Wanderlust and any of those. Like they're they're really fucking funny. They're just weird and funny and parodies, but not really parodies. And it's just great. It's good. Good times. So what else you been watching? Uh, what else have I been watching? Not much else. I mean, oh, uh, to compare it to something, I put back in the Kids in the Hall Death Come to Town, which was there. It's not a reboot or a, or a prequel of anything they've done previously, but it's like them working in the seven or eight episodes. I forget how many they did. Is that on Netflix? Format. No, I have it on DVD. Shit. I don't know if it's on Netflix. I need to see that. I am big Kids in the Hall fan, and I've never seen the, any of that. I didn't even know it existed. And while it's good, I mean, it's definitely worth a watch. It's it's patchy by comparison. You know what I mean? Like it's it's nowhere near. I see. I'm one of the things that think the brain candy is one of the funniest, consistently funniest things they ever did. But I'm sort of in a minority there because a lot of people don't like brain candy for whatever reason. Fuck those um, people. Yeah, fuck those people. Because I think it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's hilarious. And Death Comes to Town has moments, but it's not. Uh, uh, it's not all the way up there. Apart from that, I haven't really been watching anything because I've been running around doing a million and one things. What about you, Joe? What have you been watching? Uh, Actually, before um, you go, I want to, I have a question for you, Joe. Okay. I almost, I, I was watching Wet Hot American Summer and was flipping around Netflix last night. Mm-hmm. And the last time you were on, you were talking about Contiflas. That yes. movie, it's on Netflix and I almost watched it. I watched about two minutes of it. And passed out. Should I go back? Will it make me feel closer to the Mexican people? It might. It, it might, might teach you a little bit about Mexican cinema and how differently it was handled there, especially because of Cantinflas, what he did. And he's like the Mexican Charlie Chaplin. Right. Exactly. He was. He was just fucking huge. But you know, they didn't know that because the star system in America was so much different than what it was like, pretty much in the rest of the world. He just didn't have a wrestling mask to put on. Then he would have been famous. Yeah, uh, he did a lot of bullfighting, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I would I would definitely recommend it. I, I mean, it's check a, it out. I know you like biopics, so love them. I right did a lot of bullfighting. I was married once. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, but onto what I've watched, uh, I've been keeping up with uh, True Detective, which I know a lot of people don't like this season. To me, it's just as good. It has actors I don't care for at all. I don't like Colin Farrell. I don't like Vince Vaughn. I like them both in this. I think uh, this is probably some of the best acting that Vince Vaughn has done. Oh, Vince Vaughn's great. Colin Farrell is just, he's okay, but his hair is majestic enough to <laughs> keep him on that show. His hair and his big mustache. Oh, it's it's. Uh, if I would kill nine babies to have a, a fucking head of hair like that man. The woman the with is, the um, awesome titties is not in this series, though, is she? No, yeah. uh-huh. no. This is an entirely different cast, entirely different story. Shucks, Cal. The only reason I watched the first series, but uh, <laughs> it is written like a like a noir novel, like a pulp novel. So 
the dialogue, which I think is fantastic, people don't talk like that in real life. So if you don't like to read novels like that, yeah, you're, you're probably going to check out. You're going to say, oh, man, this is terrible. Me, I just – I appreciate the language. I appreciate the dialogue, and the delivery on it is just fucking spot on. It just makes me miss the southern fried rednecks yeah. that were all through the first one. God damn, that first one is yeah. – that's – the first one. TV shows strive to be that good. This one just isn't. Yeah, it I don't definitely think. hit close to home because uh, although it was set in Louisiana, those, those were Texas boys. And yeah, law enforcement's a little bit different <laughs> around here. It's got, oh, I imagine it's yeah. got a much much harder edge. But no, I don't know. Well, we're seeing that everywhere now. Uh, yeah. Aside from that, I watched. Uh, I've been watching season four of Hell on Wheels, which I know I've been recommending that show on this show for. I don't know, past four years or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely good. It's fun. This season, it's kind of losing me a little. And I always think television shows should have a shelf life, you know, maybe three, four seasons and put it to rest before it just – Or at least say we're going to do X amount and then stick to it. Yeah, because if you're just doing it because of the popularity and you're keeping – Then it becomes lost. Right. Characters that are too popular that you're only keeping them on there because of the popularity and – you know? Daryl from The Walking Dead. Yeah, you know, and I understand perfectly the the need to make money, you know, or the desire to make money. Not so much the need in this case, but I mean, if you're losing your way uh, artistically, then fuck it. You know, that that's when I check out. It's like, nah, they're they're just stretching shit out now. And then I watched Invasion of the Bee Girls, which just fucking blew me away. Uh, any of y'all seen this? Uh. Uh-uh. It I've is, heard of it. I've heard. Of it. I, well, yeah, I've heard of it. It's only own it, I think, but I haven't. Yeah, I haven't I mean, said it's I haven't in public it. domain. You can watch it anywhere. It's a seventies sci-fi sexploitation type thing. I thought it was incredibly hot, but <laughs> the way the women dressed back then and just the way they wore their hair—that that just fucking gets me going, man. And there was a lot of that in this. There's a lot of. Uh, a lot of tits, a lot of fabulous tits in the movie. Woo! Uh, because of that, it gets one of my highest recommendations. I saw it the next day. I made a shirt, which is up on the website. <laughs> uh, it gets one shirt. That's Joe's highest mark. Yeah. It gets a shirt made. The thing is, I, bu- I made this, and I know very few people are going to buy that shirt, but that's not the reason I do a lot of this shit. You know, I did it because I liked the movie so much, and I want to wear that shirt. Right. That's what's so fucking cool about your shirts, man. Thanks. And they are googly eyed approved. Yeah, googly eye. You know, googly eyes only makes them better. Mm-hmm. No, Except- I was wearing my raw meat one with pride the other day. I got the pleasance on my nipple. It's yep. amazing. I love it. Uh, I was, was going to say the googly eyes can make shirts better, but nothing. They can't put the googly eyes on the split second shirt that I'm wearing right now. No. <laughs> From fastcustomshirts.com. Yeah, first. FastCustomShirts.com. I've been uh, pimping your stuff out, Joe, on the uh, group page, and uh, I think you'll be getting some orders from some of my pals in my uh, diner group page. Well, Everybody always, go get a Furiosa t-shirt. Yeah, I'm appreciative of you guys. A lot of people that were there at the at the con, they were picking up the, the more obscure shirts, you know, the stuff that I really like making, and that always makes me happy. You know, it's not just 
you know, the traditional horror or whatever, the stuff that's going to sell automatically. So, Who needs another Halloween or Freddy shirt? If anyone bought a Quast t-shirt, uh, do they get, like, a special place in heaven? <laughs> <laughs> they probably do, because that's it. That's the lifespan of the Quast shirts. They'll never be made again. I'm selling mine on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> if you buy a Quast shirt, you get, like... Uh, a lifetime subscription or supply of, I don't know, anal lube or something. Yeah, that was a Horror Realm exclusive. Just like just like it was an exclusive when Quash showed up with the pillow of Rich's face on it for the <laughs> yeah. very first time. <laughs> well, Where was that pillow, man? I, I don't know, but uh, Kyle, I'll tell you this. I swear the world stopped when he walked in the room the first time with that pillow. <laughs> because everyone seen the pillow except Rich <laughs> for like a full day. And that's what I seen pictures flying around of it was in everybody's crotch and oh yeah everything yeah that that pillow probably smelled like ball sweat by the end of the day big time. I'll well, tell you this: initially, Quast wasn't supposed to make it to the show. Because uh, he had, I don't know, five jobs at the time or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what Rich and I were going to do was get a uh, a standee, a cardboard standee made of Quast, yes. and just have it all over the convention, have people taking pictures with it. But Quast fucked that up by announcing that he was going to go after all. Thanks, Quast. Yeah. I love Quast. Man, Qu- I love talking to Rodrigo. He's the best dude ever. I, I sat out in the in the lobby and talked to him for like a half hour, and then I got I got blindsided with googly eyes. Like, he's got a... Quast has a special place in my heart forever because he broke my Cannibal Holocaust cherry. <laughs> so that dude is just the best. Yeah, it was it was great hanging out and talking with him. Yeah, because I was gonna say too when uh, he's doing the movie room and I'm doing the movie room, it it's that's where you'll find Quast the whole time. Because so he wanted be, to watch, he wanted to play the Manitou. Yeah, he he just he if you're looking for great bad movies, he will start pulling stuff out of his ass and be like, okay, we're playing this. <laughs> so Tim, what'd you watch? Did you watch Monkey Boy yet? No, I have not watched Monkey Boy, but I was thinking about it this week. I really was. But second, besides the split second t-shirt, I had to say, Joe, your woman was awesome. Really cool girl. That that was awesome. Thanks, man. She's, yeah, she's really cool. It's a bummer that she had to eat such shitty nachos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, I mean, chips. I mean, I have to say, apart from the theater kids, everyone we met at Horror Realm fucking kicked ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Lisa really enjoyed herself. Uh, for you know, I want to give Rich all kinds of thanks. He put Lisa and I up, and we just spent a lot of time on his back porch, drinking coffee, yeah. drinking beer, and just hanging out there. Uh, he tell you the story about how I killed all of his uh, yes rats. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. He told me the rat story that there was just like <laughs> fucking rats all over the place, just dead in the backyard. Yes. That you pulled out some kind of Nazi Germany chemical <laughs> that is banned from use anywhere in the US. <laughs> I just I just went to Bryce's house and did the same thing. <laughs> Jesus. You nuke him with some trioxin or some shit. Oh, it was hilarious cuz Rich Rich called me like 2 days after I was there. This is like a couple years ago and Rich is like first off, Michelle won't come out of her room. Michelle found dead things in her basement. 
second off, he's like, Tim, I went to work. There was nothing on the lawn. I come home. There's like six dead rats in my front yard. <laughs> he's like, it was a holocaust in my whole yard. Pittsburgh Rat Massacre. You could have you made the movie, Tim. But yeah, Rich is... Uh, yeah, I've spent many days hanging out on Rich's backyard. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really nice. Um the trip as you know my portion of the trip was funded through the tit starter campaign yes okay so uh i i got that all taken care of and booked the flight and everything before i had met lisa so then afterwards it's like hey you want to go so that wasn't paid with tit starter money she has to start the cock starter. <laughs> she probably should have she probably they carry bull starter that's yeah what she could have made some money uh I'm gonna, uh, John Cross goes plums out. That's how I'm going to fund my next one. <laughs> so I got into uh, Pittsburgh on Wednesday. She wasn't coming in until Thursday, which allowed, you know, for a boys' night out. So Rich took me to the Church Brew Works, I think that's what it's yes. called. Yes. Which is uh, an old Catholic church that's been refurbished into a, into, well, I wouldn't say a beer joint because it's kind of fancy. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of pricey, but it's really cool. They still have all the old uh, stained glass windows. They've got the beer vats right there where the where the altar was. It, it was just a really cool place. But then we went someplace cooler. Ed Quinlan's basement. Yes. <laughs> how many hook? How many dead hookers did you have to? Well, step we had over? to move the dead hookers out of the way to get to the beer fridge, which is a thing of beauty, a thing of glory. <laughs> And then you guys, next time you're in in that area, you have to make that stop. I saw my one Pittsburgh artifact, and that, that was Tim Gross's mom's copy of the thing on the VH. <laughs> yeah. the I don't know if I could have whole hell like I could have handled two holy artifacts. The thing is, Joe, is that when I was posting pictures that morning of me when I was in Pittsburgh waiting for, um, well, I wasn't waiting. I was just looking around, and then I was arranging with Tim when uh, he was going to come by and pick me up. Uh, he Ed actually uh, commented on one of those pictures um, that we could come by and see his fridge, but we didn't see it until like after Horror Realm was done. So I was kicking ah. myself like when I got home and I suddenly saw this message on one of the the photos, uh, and I was like, ah, oh, damn it, we could have gone and seen it. Now we ended up seeing the very cool uh, graveyard from Night of the Living Dead and the uh, shopping mall from Dawn of the Dead. So we, we saw our own Pittsburgh things, and we all touched uh, Tim Gross's mum's version of uh, the thing on the VH. Um, so we've all, we now all live forever. It's like the uh, cup at the end of uh, um, yep. Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Last Crusade, or whatever it's called. Is that what it's called, Temple of the Last Crusade? No, that's wrong. Let's just say it is. The Raiders yeah, of sure. the Temple of the Last Crusade. Yeah. At the end of that... I don't know, the one without prairie dogs. In it. Yeah, the one without uh, prairie dogs. In it. The, 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 the official last one. Um, uh, we all touch that, so we all technically, if we're in Pittsburgh and touching Pittsburgh soil, we live forever. That's how it works. Well, I, I think I gained one year of life. Yeah, at least. <laughs> well, Joe, I, I told him, I said, the only thing is, if you go to Ed's house, you're not leaving sober. No, I mean, <laughs> he had, well, let me tell you something about it. Ed's a big comic book collector. Oh, yeah. He has his shit just pristine you know just yeah it, it's all immaculate in order it is the cleanest comic book collection i've ever seen yeah and even his beer fridge he has all his beers arranged by i don't know alphabetical order company yeah. you know it was it was kind of odd but it was an endless supply of beer 
Yeah, because yeah. he'll he'll keep opening. You got you got to taste this. I just yeah. got this. <laughs> <laughs> so we drank long and strong into the evening. Yeah, it, it just because for me, I know where he lives, and his house is like thirty five minutes from my house, and it's just like. I gotta take precautions if I go there, because that, that yeah, can be. Yeah, make sure a, you eat a heavy meal. Yeah, it <laughs> could be a long drive home. So you need to tell me has has Ed gone the full distance and hired his very own um, dwarf, as in like Fantasy Island, to ferry <laughs> the beer, the beer from the fridge over to you sitting on the deck chair, and then back to the fridge again. <laughs> has he got his own little what's his name called uh, um, oh it's on it's on the Pleasancing album what's, Tattoo. what's his name called no no Tattoo? no the, the actor's name Hervé Villages that's it yeah hey. from uh, Gold uh, Goldfinger was it no, the man with the golden gun Go- man with the golden gun there you go yeah yeah. Uh, I need a, I need a midget at my house just to search through my DVDs just to find what I want and I think I'll just I want that wing wing dude the Wang Wang dude? Yeah. yeah you can have Wang Wang and Ed can have Hervé Villachez. And then <laughs> you get the little midget man from the island of Dr. Moreau. And then every year at Horror Realm, they fight in a pit of jam. <laughs> I just yes. want Warwick Davis so him and yeah, you can have Bryce Warwick can Davis. fight in their plates uniforms. Yeah, that will ensure my dad never comes to Pittsburgh because he hates that little man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bugs the shit out of my dad. It's fucking weird. So what you watch, Tim? Oh, anyhow, all the stuff I've been watching. Uh, Thunder, uh, Thor the Conqueror. If you've ever seen that, the C grade homage to Conan the Barbarian. No. No. <laughs> yes. That was a resounding brain fart between the three of us where we all just kind of went. No. <laughs> well, of course you knew I had to watch it. And Charles Band recently released it on his Grindhouse oh, label. Oh, watch Tim Gross watched it. Yeah, yeah it's a, uh, imagine if the Italians made a uh, C-grade Conan the Barbarian movie and it has a perverted wizard throughout the entire movie that narrates nice. the movie. That's like fucking every Italian exploitation movie ever. <laughs> it's not a zombie ripoff. Yeah, they watched, uh, they watched Mad Max, they watched, uh, George Romero's movies, and they watched Conan, and that was it for like, the, the Road Warrior. That's what I said, Mad Max. Oh, yeah. They, uh, also, which I couldn't t- stop telling Kyle about this, I've watched Rollerblade, which is the prequel to War- Rollerblade Warriors Taken by Force, which also has another sequel called Roller Gator, which I am getting. Now, in that one, is the gator on roller skates, or is the have, person hunting the gator on roller skates? I do not know, but I just love these movies. They are hilarious. Dr. Gross needs to find this out for us and let us know, because we need to. We need it, the answers to these all-important questions. Roller gator sounds great. Oh, yeah. It came out in 96, made by the same guy that made these movies, who also, I found out last week, made Hell Comes to Frogtown and Hell Comes to Frogtown 2. So and did he? He did three, right? I see. I I have not found three. I need. There's a part. I know there's a part three because it's got some porn star in it. Yeah. See, this I and need to awful. find. Yeah. Well, like two was any good. Well, I've never even seen one. <laughs> oh, dude, do yourself a favor. One was '80s greatness. I know. Uh, also, and we got, need to probably bring that up. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah. Uh, also, got to watch uh, Human Centipede three final sequence. 
Okay. With Eric Roberts in it. Everyone yes. says this movie sucks. What does Tim Gross think? I don't say it sucks. I have heard no good things about this movie from anyone. See, I've actually heard ever. a couple people tell me they thought this was the best one out of all of them. In my opinion, it's not so much the movie sucks as much as, I th- you know when you're watching as movies with sequels and you know when you come to that movie where it just... Everybody ran out of ideas, and they made one too many movies. Mm-hmm. This is Human Centipede 3. Superman. It's just, it's literally that, it, because you could just tell Tom Six said, fuck it, I got a bunch of money actually for a budget on this one. I'm bringing people that I've always liked in movies, and I'm going to put them in this movie, and literally any any retarded idea I've ever had for Human Centipede's going to be in this movie. And Eric that's, Roberts. Yeah, Eric Roberts is in this as the governor. I heard Zeus was in this. Yeah, Tiny, Tiny Lister is in it as like a predominant prisoner in there. Uh, Brie Olsen is the secretary. He brings back uh, Dieter is in this, but he's in an entirely different role. Uh, the security guard from the second one is in this, and but he's in an entirely different role. The whole that little googly eye dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I won't say the movie sucks. I just say, you know, maybe he should have thought about trying to make another movie before he made this. I just this movie to me. Clearly, the first two movies, in my opinion, were awesome. I love those. This one's kind of like, okay, I'm not sure I want to make this movie any longer. It just, it just had basically had the budget. You got a bunch of people that he liked in movies and put them all in one movie. I, I just, it, it is literally the whole point to the movie is they want Tom Six to come in and oversee their project of making a prisoner centipede to stop people from committing crimes. And if they can make this big, they can not only save money in the prison system, but... Did this go down in Texas? Less people are willing to commit crimes is the whole point to this whole entire movie. And actually, they have a way for you to be able to get off the prisoner centipede after so long. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, like I said, it just, it was one of those things that kind of, I thought, not went too far. It was just like, yeah. Because this is the the feeling I got with this is the feeling I got with watching Sharknado 3. Was, I really like the concept, but it might be time to hang it up. And moving on, Hansel Tim, it might be time to hang up the Sharknado franchise. Say it isn't so. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I was going to say, Sharknado 3 is one of the other movies I've watched recently. We'll go straight to that. Since it I talked time to humans. hang it up after number one. It, no, see, I like the, I love the first one. Second one was pretty good follow-up. The third one, I was just kind of like, I'm enjoying the appearance of Hasselhoff. I'm glad sharks went in space. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things, the whole time I'm watching it, and even listening to the guys that made it on the local radio station the week before it came out, they were even talking like, yeah, I think we did everything we wanted to do in this movie or in this series, and basically came out, we're not sure we're going to do four, and how did they end Sharknado 3? Hey, you get to decide if Tara Reid dies or not, 
and you'll find out in Sharknado 4. And it's like, well, these guys are talking about not, are talking about being done with it. And I just have this feeling it's no longer for the weirdos like myself. This is just to see, hey, let's see if we could keep the social media experiment going at this point. It's kind of like one of Joe's things he does on Facebook from time to time. What? It's like, let's just see if we could keep this going. And it just, it's, that's the feeling I get from Sharknado. Don't get me wrong. I liked it, but it just, I don't know. I want them to move on because it's affecting all the other sci-fi channel movies also, which I'm going to get into. But anyhow, I think they've got it better. They 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 got it right with uh, Lava Lantula because I just watched that a little while. Oh, dude, Lava Lantula was fucking awesome. It's because they stole my idea. Uh, d- that's what John it is. They stole my sued idea. them now. Lava Lantula <laughs> is outside of Sharknado one of the best sci-fi channel movies they've ever done. It's just hilarious. I Which cannot... episode did we come up with it so I can play it to them? Oh man, like, it was like days? a long fucking Yeah, time it was ago. like one of your first appearances. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, damn it. Okay, I've got to go back and listen to it so I can then send it to their lawyers. But now that another movie that I watched, La Valanchula, Joe, do yourself a favor. If you want to see an old Steve Gutenberg trying to fight off lava spitting spiders, and Michael Winslow making uh, noises and voices like he's in Police Academy once. And Hook shows up. And Leslie Easterbrook shows up. And the red-headed fat kid from Sandlot shows up. Uh, <laughs> it just everybody shows up in this movie. Even so it's like a Police Academy reunion. That's okay. That was what they were saying. But I believe they never got the rights to say it was Police Academy. Mm-hmm. So basically it was like, okay, who can we, who's still living, first of all, from the Police Academy cast? And second of all, who of them can we get in this movie? Because Les, Leslie Easterbrook shows up, but she's in it for a whole two minutes. She gets her face melted off. So it, it, it but like Hooks and uh, the Winslow's Jones character, Gutenberg, like, it's great stuff, though. They they did it right with lava spitting spiders. It's very good. I enjoy it. Like I said, it's it, it's just like Sharknado. It's one of the better ones. But anyhow, it's I also more fucking go Bobcat. Yeah, I would have loved to see him or uh, Tim Krasinski would have been cool too. Tackleberry. Tackleberry's dead. No, he's. Are you serious? Yeah, he's been dead for a couple of years. Son of a bitch, I didn't know Tackleberry was dead. God yeah. damn it. He went before Bubba Smith, I think. Yeah, he did. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Because if yeah. you look, if you have the special editions that they released a while ago on DVD, Bubba Smith is on the, the extra features, but they do a tribute to uh, Tackleberry because he's already died. Yeah, and there's some stories out there. Tackleberry had, like, a lot of mental issues. Like, he was not all there. Like, he was not dealing with the Police Academy fame real well. Oh, boo. Yeah, he, he just was not in a good place. But R.I.P. Tackleberry. Yeah, I found another movie, and I'm sure you know about this one, Hansel and Gretel Get Baked. Yeah. Yes, I've heard of this one. It's actually pretty decent. <laughs> I was surprised. <laughs> I was very surprised. I thought it, I thought it was going to be horrible, but it's actually pretty decent. 
you got a throwaway role with Yancey Butler playing a police officer, and you have Laura Flynn Boyle playing a witch that's selling weed to everybody in Pasadena. Yancey Butler is Witchblade? Yes. Okay. Has yes. she got the, um, has Laura Flynn Boyle got the, uh, big melty fucked up face still? No, she doesn't. She was she's, act- she's had her face defucked. Yes, it looks like she has. Excellent. Yeah. But speaking of other sci-fi channel movies, of course I covered Shark Week. I watched RoboShark. Did anybody watch RoboShark? I didn't know RoboShark was a thing, but does it have the same plot as RoboGator? Where he uh, the fucking satellite shit and the nanomachine? Um, sort of. But RoboShark is actually an alien. Okay, that- sure. I'm buying this. Yes, he's actually an alien life form that the military knows about. Okay. And RoboShark does social media. <laughs> he has his own Twitter account, and a teenager is talking to RoboShark through Twitter, so he'll stop eating people. Well, that seems reasonable. Yes. <laughs> Fucking retarded. That's... No, that's the way of the world now, man. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're looking for a movie that tried to use social media as a big gimmick as like it's bigger than what robo shark is like in this movie joe you might want to watch this because like they talk everything they talk about is texting uh facebook and twitter and that's basically how everybody's talking to each other throughout the movie too they're talking to each other through twitter and finding out where robo shark is like literally they go balls out with the social media in this movie but anyhow, moving on. <laughs> I'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, you can count me out of that one. Sounds dumb as shit. <laughs> right before Horror Realm, somebody sent me uh, in another independent anthology called Scream Machine. And it's basically a anthology that's hosted by a guy named Dr. Fry. And he has his... He has this dude, it's just called Head, because that's all it is, a head on a plate. <laughs> and basically, they're one of the few survivals of a mad, like, Ebola viral outbreak. And they basically tell, like, show movies on a TV and talk about old drive-ins and stuff like that. But everybody's dying of Ebola. Bottom line is, um, I enjoyed it. It's not awesome. But it does, like, if you're a big fan of the Polonia Brothers, uh, if you're a big fan of, like, early 90s independent films, you'll probably get a really good kick out of this. And uh, Scream Machine, I think, is up for pre-order right now on Amazon. I believe it comes out in November or October. I could be wrong on that. But, yeah, that's out there. Uh, also watch Spider Labyrinth, an Italian thriller from 1988. That's the one that looks super interesting you had at your house. Yes. It's kind of really weird. And so they went spider labyrinth as two separate words rather than spied labyrinth all in one yes, word? Yes, this oh. is two different words, spider labyrinth. And right. basically the whole point of the film is it's about this dude named Professor Whitmore, and he's working on a project called Project in Textless. And basically the premise of it is they're looking for all ancient languages and trying to, from all over the world, and trying to decipher them for the public to read. And basically there's this dude, the professor in Budapest, that finds 
a language of a small town. It's kind of Lovecraft a little bit. It has that kind of feel to it. But basically, this professor in Budapest finds this culture and language that's been dead that no one knows about except this small town. And for the most part, it's just weirdness throughout. But at the end of the movie, Professor Whitmore gets caught. And all of a sudden, this clock turns into a weird creature baby that eventually turns into a spider that eventually uh, walks down off the wall and walks into the professor's arm and takes over his soul. I want to see this. Sounds pretty cool. <laughs> it's yeah. just a lot of weirdness in this movie. Uh, moving on, I watched Hellgate, the 1989 New World Pictures release. Uh, basically, you could tell this uh, this movie really was scraping the barrel of 80s horror. Is <laughs> the bottom line to say about this? Uh, I, it's just weird. Just like people this. Dude finds a blue crystal in a cave, and basically he turns a ghost town into, like, a ghost town attraction into basically a real ghost town. And anybody who goes near it, they basically get, they die, is basically what it is. You just described, like, a Final Fantasy game, I sort of Christ. <laughs> uh, moving on with Shark Week, I watched Mega Shark versus Colossus. What is fucking Colossus? Like the X-Men character? Because that would be a fucking kick-ass movie. Well, it's sort of. It's kind of like the Russians during the late 70s, early 80s. Colossus is Russian? Yeah, Colossus yeah. is Russian. Basically, the Russians <laughs> the Russians have a Doomsday <laughs> project. Doomsday's in this too? No. <laughs> Crossover? <laughs> if that's Colossus. Colossus is a Doomsday project. No. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And we basically, got Marvel crossing over with DC here. We're going to get sued. And to save the world, basically, they make Mega Shark go fight Colossus in the middle of the ocean. This this is a movie that suffers from not having a Tara Reid or a Deborah Gibson or uh, Lorenzo Tiffany. Lamas. What's that? Lorenzo Lamas was in that one where they were in the sub. Yeah, that was, I believe, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Yep, something of that yes. nature. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about Outhouse? Fuck yeah, Outhouse kicked ass, dude. Yeah, Outhouse is really cool. The only bad part is I uh, ran down the websites and everything connected to this movie, and apparently, one, none of the websites work. Oh, man. These Two, finally found one that worked that after, like, Googling Spectrum Video and going through a bunch of links, Spectrum Video was some kind of, like, hey, we're kind of engineering filmmakers and we can do a whole bunch of stuff and Outhouse is ba basically a commercial or investment film for their website. It was kick-ass, man. Yeah. I, that's what I thought. Yeah, why, why aren't they making like a, a feature version and or a feature John, financed by this? Your, great guess, your guess is good as mine. It took me like 30 minutes just trying to track down a website that would even acknowledge this movie exists. That basically it's like spectrumvideohd.com and basically it just definitely looks like a website that's been left go for a couple of years now. Oh, and that's yeah, Outhouse is on there. I was looking to see if it had other, you know, information, other projects. 
nothing is on there. Just it looks like it's left over, and I couldn't find any more links. But Joe, for the most part, it's a movie about an outhouse in the middle of the woods that people go use the outhouse, and stuff comes out from the bottom and starts eating people. Yeah, it looks like the like creature effects from um, Deadly Spawn. Yes, it's pretty fucking cool. rad. Well, that's but a film right there. Yeah, what they've done is they've kind of filmed it a bit like it was shot on the VH. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they do some really nice, it, it, to accentuate that, they haven't just put like some grain on it or whatever. Yeah. They actually bothered to light some of the scenes with some really nice Argento style, uh, like pinks and greens and, you know, Stuart Gordon style. That Italian, cause of course Stuart Gordon made all his movies in Italy. But like that kind of Italian bright greens, bright purples, bright reds, like they really went to town and lit it properly, and that's what added for me to the whole effect of the. And plus, uh, which weird is this movie's like five years old, so this is before everybody was really starting to do. Hey, my movie looks like it was shot on VH. Like would they, that would that predate Hobo with a Shotgun? I believe so. Huh. Uh, I don't know. Let me have a look. It might it might put it right around Hobo with a shot. Yeah, like I said, these guys are not what's going on today. This was like five years ago, which makes it pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving shotgun on, was, Hobo with a shotgun was 2011. There you go. So, but there was already well, no, because Hobo with a shotgun didn't that come off the back of a rejected Grindhouse trailer? Wasn't yes, Grindhouse? It, it, was a, it was a fu- it was a contest. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, find your fake trailer and we'll put it in Grindhouse. And it was so awesome, they made a movie out of it. Right, but they didn't put it in Grindhouse, though. No, no, no. No, No. so, like, it was, you know, it was before, you know, that whole Grindhouse-y thing was in the air, because that Grindhouse... Oh, it was, yeah, John, I'm not saying it was before Grindhouse, but I'm just saying, like, you cannot pick up an independent movie these days... Without it being like that, yeah, because the six guys especially do it all the fucking time. Yeah, I was going to say, probably one out of every two or one out of every three independent movies I get now is, hey, I made this independent movie, and it looks, if it's not Grindhouse is the term I'm being told, uh, it's it's grainy, like VHS tapes used to be, and it's like, okay, I'm not that fucking old now, come on, people. I hate the fucking fake fold lines in the poster art. Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, I agree with you. It's starting to bother me now, too. Um, I, I, Of course, if anybody didn't hear, I've been doing a lot of reviews for Mike Hoshelder. He's putting out the Secret Scroll Digest magazine for a drive-in. It's going to happen near Pittsburgh mid-September, and it's all like Vincent Price movies and Christopher Lee movies. And I did a few more. I checked out the Fearless Vampire Killers uh, I've always wanted to see that. It, it, it's well worth watching once. But if there's a movie out of the ones I'm going to talk about, uh, this is one time is not being kind to. You know what I mean? It's yeah. one of those movies time is got, not being kind to it. It's got shocker syndrome. Yeah, but it's it's definitely worth checking out. Plus, you got Sharon Tate in it if you want to see her, uh, which is pretty cool. But also, uh, a gem that I never got to watch, and I watched it because of this, Dracula Has Risen from the Grave. Badass Christopher Lee movie. Is that, yeah, it is. Is that the one where they actually fight him and Cushing? 
No, no Cushing, no Price. It's just Christopher Lee, and what makes this movie unique all the time, like vampire lore and everything like that, either they've been killed or thought to be killed. No, they thought they killed him. He's actually frozen, which I thought was like a weird, neat concept, because I cannot oh, remember Oh, it's because it comes it co- after yeah, yeah. Prince of Darkness. And yeah. At the end of the, Prince of Darkness. The, yeah, he falls in the river at the end of that. Yes, yeah. and he's frozen. And a year after his death, like, the villagers are s- still not going to church, and they talk about the evil in the church and stuff like that, and his, the shadow of his castle touches the church, and they won't even do anything with it. It's just a really badass film. I really liked it. It was really cool. Um, yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's the third one in the Hammer series, I think. Yeah. Because the first one... Cause uh, Prince of Darkness is the second one because it follows on directly from I Cushing making him. Well, Cushing, at the end, of, at the end of the first Dracula, which in our in England was just called Dracula, I think over here was called Horror of Dracula, uh, to differentiate it from the Universal picture. Um, at the end of that, Cushing pulls down the curtain and he's turns into dust. That's and the one the, I was thinking of. And then in Prince of Darkness, all the four travelers show up and they cut the guy's neck and drip the blood into the dust, and Dracula comes back. And at the end of that, he's frozen, and then at the beginning of Dracula has risen from the grave, clearly they thaw him out or whatever. Which is the one I've always wanted to see. They killed Dracula with a wagon wheel at the end. That's the one that comes before AD 72. Okay, because I knew that one was in there somewhere. Yeah. That's the one that comes before AD 72, because AD 72 starts with the flashback of uh, Cushing killing Lee with a wagon wheel. Yeah. But also, uh, one more out of that was The Haunted Palace, which was based on an Edgar Allan Poe poem, Mm -hmm. which was actually kind of cool. Basically, Vincent Price plays a warlock who's killed, then 110 years later... He somehow gets his great-great-great-grandson to come back, inherits the castle, takes over his soul, and basically him and Lon Chaney and another dude just start killing people again. I like that. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, one more. Also, I watched Shark Tank. Where do you find all this time? Seriously, <laughs> I've had no time to watch anything I, more dude, than Dude, this week I did nothing. I was going to say, when I work as much as I do, like, I got no energy to do nothing. And a lot of times, uh, the kids are going to bed, the wife is playing a game, so Bullshit. I'll sit there and Your watch a movie. Your wife is cooking, I'm sure. Your wife <laughs> does nothing but cook. She doesn't play games, she doesn't fucking do anything but cook, I swear to Christ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she probably doesn't sleep. She's probably cooking right now. Um... I did watch Sharktopolis versus Werewolf. Stars, <laughs> stars Casper Van Dien. I don't it, fucking care about this shit anymore. It, it was filmed in the Dominican Republic. Fucking jump the shark for real sci-fi channel. I'm fucking uh, checking out all this animal versus animal bullshit. But no. I... Real quick, I did want to share a email I got from a guy that couldn't make it to Horror Realm. His name is Mario Dominic. He's been up uh, Wasteland several times. Cool dude. Reviews a lot of movies. Um, just I just reviewed his book a while back, that underground book about mm-hmm. uh, movies he was – or independent filmmakers he interviewed and everything, which was really cool. But 
he recently, recently uh, heard me talking about Christine and also heard uh, one of our shows when I was talking about wanting to revisit Christine. And when he listened to one of our shows, he sent me this email. He says, hey, Tim, I remember you talking about revisiting Christine recently and how come John Carpenter never did another King adaption. He said, well, Carpenter was actually going to direct Firestarter for Universal mm-hmm. and was going to co-write the script. It was going to star Jennifer Connelly and Drew Barrymore's part, and Burt Lancaster was going to play Martin Sheen's part. Carpenter was actually weeks away from starting the movie, but when the thing went up against E.T. at the box office in 82, it bombed, of course. Universal decided to kick Carpenter off the project for obvious financial reasons, and they gave the, Mar- uh, gave the movie to Mark Lester, who recasted it. I always thought Carpenter-directed Firestarter would have been badass. Yeah, it's got a better cast already. And Yeah, now I just I went checking this out, and it, uh, what he was saying was really, it's true. I was tracking this stuff down to see if this was true, and I was like, I wanted to ask Ian's guys, especially Joe, you're on here. I always enjoy your opinions of this stuff. And John, you always have a different opinion than Kyle and I. I wanted to hear what Ian's guys thought if John Carpenter would have directed Firestarter. Well, first of all, I don't think it would have as good uh, a soundtrack. I think that is one of Tangerine Dream's best soundtracks for any movie they did. And, and I mean, Carpenter would have done something interesting, but fuck that soundtrack. I bought it at Horror Realm. It's one that I'd been looking for for a while. Rich uh, had it at his table, so I snagged that shit up quick. Which, Joe, just to stop you real quick, you're talking about that. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, uh, Carpenter and uh, the people involved with Tangerine Dream have both given credit on, like, they talk of, in separate interviews, have talked about each other about doing music at that time. Like, they both said they've influenced each other. I found out when I was looking this stuff up. They both actually taught, like, acknowledge each other at that time. Yeah, I certainly believe that, and you know, they both put out like some of my favorite scores. But man, this uh, I've listened to that album like eight, nine times since I've got back. You know, just I'll put it on. And I'm just like, wow, this is just really, really tremendous. The opening theme is just beautiful. As far as the movie, I like uh, I like George C. Scott's role a, a whole lot. I think he pulls it off really well. You know, he's really devious and worming his way in into drew barrymore's life uh she was the star back then man so so of course they cast her that was like i mean some instant ticket sales i I don't know how like a little girl can be that big of a draw but she was i mean she was a big fucking name bigger than than most adults at the time i was gonna say yeah she just came off et now, did she disappear shortly after that movie and just go off on her big drug and sex binge? I think, I think so. I was going to say, I think she did one or two more lesser-known movies, but it was shortly after that. And yeah. then was sort of something like Poison Ivy. When did she do that? That was later. Oh, right? was that eight. was more like... Yeah, that was like 10 years later. Maybe. Yeah, 1990, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, because that was when she was trying to come back, and she did Doppelganger, Poison mm-hmm. Ivy... And I'm trying to think there was a, one other one like she did. It was like, like a road or, movie or some shit. Yeah, she like just 
just bang these movies out, like just basically say she was back. And that was when the People magazine came out and talked about my on my years of like my 10 years of being on drugs and drinking. And I just finished six months of rehab and this is my life now kind of thing. And she bounced back, and good for her, man. It's it's difficult to do, even if you're of money, which her family certainly, you know, does have money. But for anybody, it's hard to just leave all that shit behind you. And you know, she produces a lot of stuff now. You know, she's yeah. the money behind a lot of films, a lot of a lot of good films, a lot of bad ones. But uh, but she's there. She's in the business in a different way, in a way that most actors will never have the opportunity to do. Hey, can we all agree? Uh- she peaked when she flashed boobies to David Letterman. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if that was her peak. That was near it. That was my peak. <laughs> it was, it was, peak. It was yep. her peaks, her twin peaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, um, it was the only comment I have to make is: isn't it ironic, actually, uh, as opposed to anything in that Alanis Morissette song? Isn't it ironic that? They hire uh, Drew Barrymore once they fire Carpenter, considering it was E.T. that pushed the thing off the top spot. You know? Right. Well, can yeah. we all agree? I think... Fuck E.T. The yeah, thing. the thing... Time has told the story of which is a better movie. Yeah, it has. I mean, I don't, I don't know because I don't have kids, but I don't know if kids go... Uh, insane still over ET. No, it's more of adults reliving. It's people my age reliving their childhood watching ET. Because I know, for example, my, um, younger sister growing up, she still went mad for like Mary Poppins and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember there being some big resurgence, uh, for ET, whereas everyone loves the thing. They tried about, Ten years ago, to do some kind of big like uh, 20th or 25th anniversary of ET, it was it was about ten years. It was like the 20th anniversary, and they tried to do some big DVD, and ET came back out in theaters, and it really got lukewarm. Just people were not interested. Like, nobody gives a shit. I yeah, didn't give but, a shit when I was a kid about ET. No, neither did I. I think they were like trying to play off like how Jaws was, like how that's come back a couple of times now into theaters and has made a good amount of money. Right, because um, everyone quotes Jaws. Even people who aren't horror fans go, yeah. my favorite horror film is Jaws. Like everybody says that. And so, of course, that's going to make money. But no one says my favorite kids movie is E.T. No, or no, your no. favorite sci-fi movie or anything like that. Yeah, no. Right. I mean, no, I think it was just such a family-friendly movie. It's kind of like one of those things like – all of us, all four of us talk about certain movies, like as a kid we seen and like what channel we watch, on, you know, watched it on and everything. I think E.T. is just one of those movies, but the problem is it's for a much, much smaller audience compared like today, like you're saying, John, people like we talk about the thing like, you know, it's still like it's brand new. On the new. VH. I yeah, know. I've watched uh-huh. it. Yep. It, but I mean, many people <laughs> talk about s- several movies, but nowhere near. E.T. doesn't. No one talks about that movie. Right. I think they want people to talk about it, but and it's if we, just, if it, any generation was going to, it would be us. I mean, we were yeah. kids that came out. Like we're the people. Yeah, it's. I. I, I think. Who should be having? They, you know. They, yeah, uh, I think they want that to be like. Uh, Cinderella, or you know how Disney puts out 
the movie like every 10, 15 years. Oh, when they right. bust it out of the vaults. Yeah, and yeah. people will get interested. People will go to the theater and re-see it, buy the DVDs, buy the Blu-rays. That's just not happening with E.T. No, I just I just don't see it. I mean, I, I can only assume it was so big that summer because everyone could go see it. But beyond oh. that, I don't think it has legs because who gives a fuck? And it was that big because it, it was shit back then they'd leave in the theater forever in a day. Oh, yeah. Right. And they I mean, had a even... huge, huge marketing campaign. I remember that. It was all over television, newspapers, yeah. comic books. I mean, so you pretty much... Held yeah. over for the 37th week or some bullshit. Yeah, even bad movies would last six, seven, eight weeks in theaters. Yeah, well, it's Do not you like, think, like we're, we're, we're more likely going to mention Gremlins or something, you know what I mean, than oh, we yeah. are yeah. fucking E.T.? I don't get that with Gremlins either. I like Gremlins too a hell of a lot more than Gremlins, but well, I, I Kyle, I could tell you around here, like they do, when they do like Christmas movies, like the Hollywood will do a couple showings of Gremlins in like the Friday night showing, they will almost sell it out. Oh, that doesn't it, surprise me at all. It, Gremlins is huge. Yeah, no, I it, did Gremlins. It's still a fun movie. It's a it's oh a yeah, surprisingly violent movie for yes. It is. For what you would think it would be targeted after. Yeah, that mom stabbing the shit out of it with a knife. And and then, and then you got the most depressing story from Phoebe Cates. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the movie. I just like the second one so much better because it's just a send-up of the first one. and it's got Right, but the second oh, one doesn't so work with... I agree with you, Carl. I'd much rather put in the second one. But the second one doesn't work without the first one. Yeah, you're right. I'd also, never go back fun. to that. Like also, just... I always forget Fell Dog is in the first one. I always forget Fell Dog yeah. is in it. Yeah, and then he's I the, he's I'm the, like, the oh, Christmas yeah, tree lot cool. person. Yeah, there's some fan bases for movies out there that I just don't understand that are crazy about. Uh, like the, the Back to the Future dudes, the Ghostbusters guys. Man, those fan bases are huge, and I, I like those movies, but Jesus. Uh, give me this new Ghostbusters. It looks amazing. Sarcasm. <laughs> Anyway, well, I forgot where we were well, at. What if we made Ghostbusters, but we made them all female? <laughs> and, and not interesting at all. And No, I went on my 30-minute rant about how many movies I've watched. I didn't watch shit, man. I watched, uh, I, I've been watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on Netflix, and it's the best show. It is the best show. Cause they're it's all, funny. It's they're, really, really funny. There's not a good person in that fucking show. Everybody's a... a I was going to say, I'm not a regular watcher. But because of Rick Fusselman, I, if that show is on while I'm flipping channels, I will I, I will put it on and watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't watch it on any regular basis, but yeah, that show is hilarious. Danny DeVito is comedy gold. That dude is fucking amazing. And it also bums me out because Roddy Piper played a reoccurring role. Yeah, he the did. Maniac. Is, or I think, yeah, it was called The Maniac. He was a fucking mm-hmm. wrestler guy on there. And we got to talk about Piper dying. Oh, Gentlemen, before we do that, can yeah. we uh, can we take a, a piss break? Sure, pee break. We'll be right back. I 
Dancing, thinking, next to a midget demon clone. When I see Glenn, can see miles from the town. The eight babies were all tucked up at home. I said, I went down to Horror Realm. Had a print down and I rubbed beards. I went down to Horror Realm. Each one of his movies can bring about the end of the world. Well, Carla Tim, they picked me up all. But Guru, Bonsai, Charles Band, and the Pooks. We went to the mall and the graveyard of the dead. Now they have only been molested by diseased hooks. I went down to Horror Realm, saw a mural location, and I met Big Bird. I went down to Horror Realm, found out all about chubbies and Tim's deadly turds. Woo! So we're back, and uh, I guess it's our undubious honor to talk about. John Cross is on fire. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I'll, I'll put my mic. Uh, it sounded like flames. Yeah, we got the uh, dubious thunder state. Yeah, we got. He's opening a box of crisps. Uh oh. Yeah, we got. We 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 got to talk about the death of the legend. That's Roddy Piper. Oh man. R.I.P. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. How much did you drink when you went out drinking, Tim, because of... I believe me, if I would, I only went out for like an hour and ten minutes. If I would have been out longer in that, it would have been a bad day the next day. Did you go out specifically because he died? No, well, no, I, I didn't. I was going to stay home. It was a, been a busy week after Horror Realm, and I just come home from the store, and my wife was just like, don't be upset. Uh-oh. Roddy Piper died. Yeah, you were who I heard it from. You sent me that text message, and I got it at work, and I was just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, what and was, just... Uh, the pa- uh, the cause of death? I haven't clicked on any stories. Oh, cardiac right arrest. Yeah, in his sleep. Yeah, because I had a... A friend that lives like six blocks away from me, his uncle's a big wrestling fan. And him and I always talk wrestling every time we're together, playing cards. And he texted me, he's like, we're getting drunk. Come on, have one for Roddy. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. It's like, it's just a shame. It is a fucking shame that that man did not do movies as much as he should have. He should have been in so many more. Yeah, he could have, but for me... Just off the back of They Live. And I wrote... And that was why I kind of wrote something the way I did. It just... People don't realize, like... Piper got basically kicked out of his house when he was 14. Yeah. And started wrestling when he was 15 years old. He was one of the youngest, if not the youngest wrestlers ever in professional wrestling history. His first match was at age 15. Yeah, and he rode, the, he was on the road for years with Dusty Rhodes and the Road Warriors, and it's like insert popular old school wrestler here, and that dude did everything. He did the drugs. He did the drinking. The thing he didn't really do was the steroids, and the sad part is, he lived through all that stuff. Because look at how many 80s wrestlers either died, got screwed up, all that stuff. He lives through that. Lives through not cancer once, but twice. And the dude 
dies at 61. Mm-hmm. I just, man, just the stuff he did, the stories. And plus, he is considered, if not the one dude that can basically out-party Ric Flair. That You should get a ridiculous. belt just because of that. And uh, the the best or the second best mullet next to Kurt Re- Kurt Russell in a John Carpenter movie. Agreed. Ron Piper, yeah. Does Roddy's mullet in They Live beat Kurt's mullet? I mean, now I, I think I think Kurt's mullet is eternal because Kurt will rock the mullet. I don't even think now. that's almost not a mullet because there's so much up front of Kurt Russell. <laughs> Like it almost—it's just big everywhere and glorious and feathered and layered and right. But but Roddy's is a fucking full on. He's got the mulletude. Yeah. Like <laughs> category ten back there. Plus he's toting around a shotgun and a flannel shirt, talking about kicking ass at you and bubble. I think he takes it in the mullet category. You think in the mullet category yes. that Hot Rod takes that it? That is more it. more of a mullet than Kurt Russell's. Kurt Russell's oh. is just like a mess. A glorious mess. And you realize that the other similarity between the two gentlemen is, of course, their their pair up with Keith David. Yep. Yeah. In the thing, and they live. I I was going to say, too, Kyle, I think part of the reason Piper didn't do more movies was WWE, WWF at that time, was busy pushing Hogan as Suburban Commando or... Mr. Nanny, or Santa like with eventually, muscles. like Santa w- with muscles, yeah, yeah, basically, eventually, WCW getting Hogan into Thunder and Paradise. Wrestling always felt like Hogan was the more marketable guy for movies, and that was the sad part. And that goes for a lot the of villains, right? Yeah, they would they would kiss Hogan's ass like just for because he was Hogan, he was their boy, but. Yep. Oh, yeah. But also because he, he was a hero, right? Yeah, Rather than yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I was going to say, that was the other thing. Most of Piper's gimmick wasn't really a gimmick. That no, was huh. Piper, especially in the early right. days. That was how Piper made his bones. That wasn't like your gimmick that he was doing. This dude was going on TV in front of 40 people, you know, what would be kind of considered studio wrestling, like AWA and Midwest Wrestling, and busting beer bottles off his forehead. Oh, that fucking promo is crazy. You're going, you're going to, hey, listen, you're going to hit that word, your forehead? Yes, sir. Well, it's not going to be my navel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's go silence there. Okay, okay quiet. Silence, Watch this now. And that is a genuine beer. I just checked it, does not in my hand and you listen to me sheep herders you listen to me this would knock just any normal man down sheep herders but i want you to just think about one thing this getting this title in the cage is going to make forty-five thousand dollars difference in my annual earnings brother this is the biggest match of my life and i'm going to do it with my partner and you listen to me there's an old saying sheep herders you think we're just getting started saddle the ponies listen to me brother saddle your pony you bet sheep herders you're in for a treat it is showdown time and showdown time you bet and we ain't even saddled our ponies yet and animals like you sheep herders you put them in a cage or we put them to sleep forever 
Here. We're going to be taking a break in a minute. I notice there's glass in the ring, so somebody will have to remove that piece. Uh, can I also tell you that there's a movie that's meant to be coming out in 2017 called Enter the Fist, The Legacy of the Dragon that's got Michael Dudikoff, Roddy Piper, Tamak from The <laughs> the Last Dragon. Oh, shit. Jesus Christ. And Don <laughs> the Dragon Wilson all in it. And Roddy Piper's in there. Is that not the maddest cast of, like, 80s-90s action knockoffs you've ever had? I hope they finished his parts. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, I know that him and Don the Dragon Wilson are great friends. Of course, they did that great episode of his podcast together. Mm -hmm. I listened to uh, the episode with that he had John Carpenter on it the other day. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really fucking good, man. Talk about a humble fucking dude. That was Piper, man. I'm gonna miss, like, growing up I had three dudes. I had Piper was my dude, Weird Al was my dude, and Richard Pryor was my dude. And, and two of my d- three dudes are dead now, man. I don't know what's gonna happen when fucking Weird Al goes. But, but he, I mean, he still did a lot of movies, Tim. I mean, I know. Oh yeah, no, I'm not, don't get me wrong, John. He did a lot of movies. But a lot I know they of, weren't big ones. A lot of them yeah, kind of went. That's yeah, yeah. what I was kind of getting. Piper had, to really like outside of day live it was kind of like hey you better go to acting school or you better you know like it was a lot of hey here's a role that you're gonna play a janitor in for two minutes because we can get lewis gossett jr to do it yeah and it was just and And i've seen i've seen his worst film which is Immortal His Kombat? Film, years, no, no, years and years ago, before the Expendables were even a, a fart in Steve, um, Sylvester Stallone's bathtub, uh, there was a movie called The Bad Pack, which has Robert Davi, Roddy Piper, uh, Sean Huff, Brent Huff, uh, and it also has Sven Ol Thorson and Vernon Wells in it. Oh! Jesus! Uh, and it's, You sold me with Robert Davi, man. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, guys. As good as the cast sounds, it's the only movie, and bear in mind, Dr. Action and I watched some utter mad action movies. It's the only 80s or 90s action movie that we almost, almost didn't get through. This was the movie that almost broke our podcast. Like, it's (laughs) that bad. I want to see this movie. You're watching it thinking like, oh, any minute now, like, Pipes Pipes is going to show up and like, give someone the beat down, but they make like, Pipes go off and just sort of look after trucks and stuff, like he doesn't do anything, and Davy's hardly the most charismatic like, action hero, uh, and then it's all- The hell you say! (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I mean, look, I love Davy, I love Davy. Robert, Robert Davy intimidates me just by the fucking, his face. No, he's intimidating, but he's not like a he's not like a, a Stallone leader of a gang type guy. He's fine he as a villain. Out an aria whenever he needs to. Yeah. Right, exactly. I suppose if he was going into war fighting with, but he's not a martial artist. He's not a wrestler. He's not a. Do you know what I mean? He's he's like a heavy or a. Uh, he, a he, has that, or he has that bullet. He has that bullet ridden face. <laughs> Right, he has that face full of buckshot. Looks like someone just offloaded a a, a big fucking blunderbuss in his face. Like Michael Caine and Carter just fucking yeah, yeah, right. He looks like into him. he looks like Kaniki from Greece. Yeah, but it's the worst. It's the worst uh, Roddy Piper movie that I've ever seen, and I've seen all of his and Billy Blank's movies. Well, there's that one that maybe if there's anything good that comes out of this man's death, 
maybe we can get Sinjin Smith out there. The lost, yeah. the lost fucking movie, but that is a lost movie. Yeah. Joe, you got any thoughts on Piper? Uh, I remember his his promos were the best. I remember him like grabbing a midget and shaving the midget's hair off. Yeah, yep. little black guy, little black guy. Yeah, midget. that was like the most hilarious shit I had seen at that time. I was dying watching that man. So I got to find that video and watch it again. Uh, in his memory. I really like They Live. You know, just, uh. They Live is an important fucking movie. You know, he obviously, if, you know, you pay any attention to Facebook, I mean, a shitload of people were posting pictures with him yeah. at convention, so, I know, I mean, I've said bad things about this at the time, cause when I met Ernest Borgnine, which was a really, really big thrill for me, there was nobody in line to meet Ernest Borgnine. Yet you look straight over and Piper had a fucking line out the door. Mm-hmm. So, in a way that, I mean, that was cool for Piper. It just showed his popularity, but also it showed how Eclipse, you know, somebody who I consider like an acting legend was. I would have been right with you, Joe. I would I would have went and seen or- Ernest Borgnine. We went and picked out Cabby. The Borg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would have went and visited him, even though that line's there, because I just always felt like Piper was going to be around all the time. Right, and yeah, I think that's the thing I thought, you know, is I do so many conventions that, yeah, you know, I can catch him maybe ten times down the line. And, you know, there there was, there was like five conventions that I was at that he was there, and I never went and got his autograph, I never went to meet the dude. So Hell of a fucking nice dude. And that's what that's what the consensus is that he was very very good with the fans. Yeah, he was he was beyond cool because I always like taking weird movies to celebrities, and mm-hmm. for him, I took Hell Comes to Frogtown. Got my day live Blu-ray signed, but I took Hell Comes to Frogtown just to show him. And he just completely lost it, just laughing, and he's just like looking at me. He's like, kid. This movie's a pile of shit. And then he turns around and he's showing his kid and talking about it. And he's just, I wouldn't change this for anything. I was just like, that was cool. It was like, that is a real reaction. And just talking to him, I was telling him about, you know, like everyone else, I grew up watching Piper and loved him. But, you know, we got into Day Live. But hell comes to Frogtown for him to just sit there and say, how big of you know that was a crap fest but in the same breath just say i would never change it for anything that yeah. i just thought was really cool r.i.p piper yeah he just that was cool well fucking dusty went a couple weeks ago piper went yep how how long do we got rick flair for i dude if flair dies before hogan only the good die young, man. Yeah, I'm going to go nuts. The Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry, just because you mentioned that song. Karen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just, it upsets me that guys like Rhodes and Piper have gone and we still have stupid-ass Hogan. He's a fucking joke. Anyway, do you want to get on <laughs> to our new segment, Tim? I totally forget what our new segment <laughs> The new segment Joe was giving me shit about at the fucking convention, saying, man, for a podcaster, you haven't seen shit. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, maybe. Yes, yes, yes. The new, yes. The new the, I have to think of a fucking theme 
I have to edit a theme in here, but it's the new uh, segment called Movies Kyle's Never Seen. I haven't seen Evil Dead 2 yet. You're a cinematic idiot, and I feel sorry for you. <laughs> yes, because I was telling the wife about this when I was passing out Sunday night from Horror Realm. And I named the couple you said you hadn't seen, and the wife was like, I think I've even seen that. Hey, I did. I did. <laughs> Finally, when I went to Pittsburgh, I did see Slumber Party Massacre 2, and that movie yeah. is fucking awesome. That shit fucking ruled so hard. But, okay, here's here's the list. Here we go. Movies Kyle's never seen. I've never seen Ichi the Killer. Ah. Uh, good movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. I, I was going to say, the popularity for that has died out. It, I remember it's a lot. It's shirt-worthy. I have a shirt, which uh, I think uh, I think Bryce wanted me to bring up there, but I didn't have any, didn't have time to make them. So, sorry, Bryce. Sorry, Space Bryce, you'll have to just order from FastCustomShirts.com, Bryce. Yep. It may not have been him. I don't know. I got... I'm with, I'm with you, Tim. I remember a time when uh, Itchy and... Um, old boy is like Mickey in general was boy. like uh, you know Takeshi Mickey were were like huge. Oh and yeah, the, and uh, Itchy the Killer was the movie you had to sit through. It was like the endurance test or something. Well, I've yeah, seen all uh, those other ones. I've seen uh, uh, Old Boy and Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and the other one. Uh, shit, now they're all blanking. I've seen his episode of Masters of War. Well, that's I mean, a different dude, the old boy, the Vengeance Trilogies. Yeah, I'm somebody thinking different. Of, uh, the, the fucking... Park Chan-wook. Yeah. Yes. But uh thing with Mickey is he's gone on to do much Seven, more... The, the, or the Samurai movie that he did a couple years ago is really awesome. Which is fucking fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's fucking he's, great. He's a very, very diverse director, and that's why I'm always reluctant to throw his shit in the... Uh, in the DVD player, because I never know what I'm going to get. I mean, you can get something that just outlandish, like crazy, just fucking bullshit, like Full Metal Yakuza. Still fun, but it's just fucking crazy as fuck. And then you'll watch something like The Bird People of China, which is just beautiful. I mean, it's just, you know, a fucking tearjerker of a movie, and he's, he's just something else, man. That guy is going to go down as one of the, one of our legendary directors. Have you seen... Oh, Fuck. Now it, it just flew out of my mind. <laughs> it was on Netflix, the really good one where the guy who plays Old Boys, the cannibal serial killer. Yes. Oh, what uh, the fuck is that shit. called? I Saw the Devil. Yes. That's yeah. a fucking masterpiece of a fucking movie. Yeah, that's a brutal revenge rape. Oh, Jesus Christ. That lick. is one I fucking mean, brutal fucking movie. Yeah. But uh, uh, going on, Kyle has never seen The Man with Two Brains. <laughs> You're okay. You're Sold okay to out, out on that. Uh, well, I've heard Jeffrey Combs is in it, so I need to. It's not just that, dude. It's literally the it's it's literally the pinnacle, the the bit where Steve Martin is really at his absolute funny. See, I disagree, man. Steve Martin to me has only been funny in The Jerk. But you haven't seen it, so you don't know. But I've seen <laughs> I've seen other Steve Martin, and I just don't like him. But, the but that's jerk, what I'm saying. I'm woo. saying like. The jerk starts it, but the man with two brains is the Steve Martin movie. Okay, I will check it out. It's like everyone loves. It's like everyone loves Holy Grail, right? That oh, Monty Python yes. movie. Mm-hmm. But Life of Brian tops it on every single fucking level. I disagree, but everyone it likes, is up there. Everyone likes Holy Grail because it was like the first one they saw, and also it's got like it's more of a sketch film, so like a, a, it's a bit weirder and 
And, uh, they put a cow out of a catapult, for Christ's sakes. Right. I like the documentary about Holy Grail. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like, the I like, life of Brian is just a more, it's just a stronger, more consistent, better thought out comedy in general. Okay. And it's like that. Man with Two Brains is Steve Martin's Life of Brian. It's okay. like his best film. I will check it out. Uh, Kyle has never seen The Prowler. Uh, I mean, yes, it's good, but it, I mean, funny enough, considering it's Savini and considering it's like a quintessential slasher, for me, joint too. for me, I've, I've seen far better slashers. Oh know? yeah. Don't it's get me wrong. Kind of saggy and yeah. drags on. I watched, I watched the, the best slasher in Pittsburgh and that was popcorn. And I was going to say the, the prowler is the only shirt to ever come after t-shirt Joe. I was going to say, <laughs> The Prowler is kind of one of those, like, the nerds throw out there, like the horror movie nerds. Well, you've never seen The Prowler. Like, it, John is right. You're not missing a ton. And I think it was even called at one time before The Prowler, it's called The Rosemary Killer or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. I've heard, yeah. uh, if you've seen My, um, my Bloody Valentine's, Pretty much yes. the same movie and far superior. Yeah, yeah My yeah. Bloody Valentine is a better movie. The Prowler has it. The Prowler is, pro- in terms of slasher films, is probably Savini's like most gruesome in terms of if you see the uncut. Yeah, the head explosion and stuff like that. Right, and the stab, the stab through in the the, the most noticeable one because he carries a pitchfork is yeah. the stab through the gut of the woman who's in the shower. Yeah, I've seen he, like, clips of that. Lift, lifts her up while she's naked. That's okay. a pretty good Kyle has never seen Tentacles. <sighs> Neither have I, so... You've I watched TBS. I need to see Tentacles. I want to see Tentacles. I know it got, it got a Blu-ray release. Dude, it was a 1.05 p.m. Saturday afternoon. I missed that one on the on fucking TBS. TBS. I missed it. And speaking of Blu-ray, what the fuck is Hide and Go Shriek doing on Blu-ray? Dude, I told you when I texted you that, A, I'm happy as hell. B, my happiness fell in five seconds when you told me who was putting it out there. code red. I was just like, fuck those people because you know it's – because I went looking just to see if there was a pre-order date. There isn't. No, it's code red. Buy it, you gotta buy it off eBay. I'm sure that's uh, how that it, fucking dude works. Fuck that shit. Okay. Kyle has never seen The Deliberate Stranger. The oh, the one with Mark uh, Harmon? Yeah, they said that's out of all the millions of serial killer movies, that's top notch, the best one. And you know what makes that better? What's that? Find the Monster Vision episode of that. <laughs> Sold. Um, Kyle has also never seen one second of the Twin Peaks TV show. Oh, <clears throat> dude. I'm going to rectify that. It's all on Netflix now. Fix that immediately. The first series anyway is fucking some of the greatest. I know it's got... Do you, like, do you like David Lynch, Kyle? Do you uh, like love, his shit? I like Dune. I, li- I, I really honestly like Dune a well, lot. Well, Kyle, this isn't Dune. I, yeah. I know, but it, <laughs> I mean, it's, got, it's got the fucking... Badass dude for people under the stairs in it. It's got a dancing midget. It's got all kind of Kyle things. Just Kyle's never fucking seen it. Yeah, it, yeah. Fix that straight away. It's 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 one of my favorite uh, TV shows of all time. Kyle, when you I do uh, have the movie though. I have Fire Walk you, with me. I've when seen you that. do watch Twin Peaks, if you do a show, 
Yeah. Do one with just Bryce. Bryce has told me stories about him and the wife just going the watching because the, the going to see showings of Twin Peaks. Okay. Constantly, he's a big. So wait a minute, you've seen Firewalk with me, but you haven't seen the TV show. I, I had a drunk alcoholic friend that lived with us in college that was all about Twin Peaks, and I watched the movie, but I've never seen any of the TV show. Oh, because the movie <laughs> kind of gives away. The TV show, but all right, never mind. Well, if it's Sherilyn if, Finn, you can watch for that. Yeah, if it makes I'm any compilation, Sher- I don't remember shit about the movie. Sherilyn Fenn and the Cherry. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, <laughs> Kyle has never seen Zapped or Zapped again. <laughs> Are you going to go and have a Scott Bayo film fest? No, I'm going to have a <laughs> Willie Ames. Let's get this straight. I'm going to have a Bible Man Willie Ames festival. And uh, uh, speaking of more David Lynch, I've never seen Wild at Heart or Blue Velvet. Uh, well, for my money, I like I love both of them, but yeah. uh, Blue Velvet is probably the the better picture. Although Wild at Heart does have some early Cage madness in it. I feel like I've seen all the I, I've seen all the Dennis Hopper shit from Blue Velvet, so I feel right, like him, maybe I could, yeah him huffing through the yeah. oxygen mask. Yeah, I could skip that one. Um, Kyle has never seen. Two killer kid movies. I have never seen The Children or Devil Times Five. <sighs> the Children is fun. Devil's Times Five, fuck. I don't know about that one, man. It's got a really long murder scene. Really long. Leaf Garrett's in that one though. Like half the movie. Every every fucking trailer compilation has that fucking trailer on it, Devil Times Five that I have. Um, Kyle has never seen Pink Flamingos, and nor does Kyle give a shit. <laughs> if we're not talking about fucking Cecil D. B. Demented, I don't care about John Waters. Like I like the guy; he's really cool. But I was I have never been a great John Waters fan. Serial Mum is great, dude. You should definitely check out Serial Mum. I can I can handle Kathleen Turner as a serial killer. Maybe maybe on a rainy day. It's um, not really what it's about though. But you should check it. It's very very funny. You'd fucking love Serial Mum. Seriously. Okay. Um, Kyle's never seen the Night Flyer. Uh, I, I mean, I've, wanted no re- I've wanted to revisit that one. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it since it first aired. I, I can't honestly speak for it. Okay. Yeah. I remember liking it, but... Here's the three big ones. Uh, Kyle has never seen Akira. Okay. Yeah, neither have I, and I have no interest in it. I mean, yeah, I I'm, I'm not a fucking Japanese anime fan, but the, that's a big one that I probably should see. Um, Kyle has never seen... This is going to kill Tim Gross... I have never seen Hooper. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. For the love of God. I have to say, of all, of all the uh, um, Roddy Piper uh, tributes, I thought Reynolds wrote a really sweet one. Yeah. That's I a thought, team up that we should have got. Oh, that was glorious. Got the Reynolds and the Hot Rod, are you kidding me? That would have been amazing. Piper would have been great as the villain in, like, Expendables 4. Been I mean, we should have got Piper... Jan Michael Vincent and Burt Reynolds in a movie. Piper should have been the villain in Cop and a Half 2. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Cop and a Half 2? No. Only in my, <laughs> it's only in my wildest, you know, fantasy. Is it this time Piper gets a little black kid instead of a little black kid gets fucking Burt Reynolds? Piper should have been in Evening Shade. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, and the last one... Kyle has never seen Mario Bava's Bay of Blood. 
Oh yeah, to f- uh, um, fix that because that's great. Definitely. Yeah, I know that's like the early, an early slasher. And that's on Netflix. That's on the flicks. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Bava stuffs on Netflix. Ton of Bava on the flicks, my friend. Cool. Check it out. Awesome. I love Mario Bava. And and that's it. <laughs> Kyle's never seen Star Wars. Good. Which, which, yeah, I knew you would oh. say that, Joe. <laughs> which Star, Star Wars? Wars? I've seen all Star. I the the first memory I have that I can think of is my mom standing me in the corner of the kitchen and and giving me my blanket and saying we are going to go see Star Wars in 1980 and on its no 79 on its re-release. Joe, I'm with you, sir. But anyway, and and mm. saying that there was going to be monsters in it and you were going to be a big boy and not be scared and it changed my life. Fuck, fuck! I love Star Wars. I don't give a shit, Joe. <laughs> I'm oh. just hoping Jar Jar Brinks gets his own series. Jar Jar, <laughs> Jar Jar Brinks needs his own security company. That's what needs to happen. Oh God, Tim, you got some questions pulled up because there's a million. Ah, uh, hold on. <laughs> no, I don't. We got to answer all of them. There's as well. literally 57 questions. I do not have them up. Pull I'll them. do it. Okay. Wait, I got these first five. On, on the other page, so I'll do. And that. of course, it doesn't want to bring them up now. Okay, you go look at all. I'll read these five. Okay. Uh, Eric Foster asked, "Does T-shirt Joe do original sketch work for hire? The awesome Thunder Satan mashed potatoes shirt that Mister Cross was wearing." I did not do that. That's uh, that's Ed Quinlan's work. I do sketch. I don't draw as much as uh, Where as I used to. From, Kyle? On the Bloodbath and Boomsticks page. Yeah, okay, I see those ones. Okay, However, other one. Ed, he does. Ed does commission work. He's really, really reasonable, and he's fucking fast. Yes, but if you, if you want to, if you want to, I just took a photograph of the um, Thunder Satan and did some contrast and brightness on it, so that basically it's it's an outline that could, if you wanted to get it printed up on a T-shirt, could now happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to send me that image, then I can work it up. I can do everything that needs to be done to it to, right. to Except that offer it on the site or whatever. If we're doing that and it'll have my likeness on it, uh, then 10%. Sorry, it's got to go to no, me. I always offer. No, I'm uh, kidding. I'm kidding, dude. No, I do. I do. Yeah. I actually, uh, I have a section on the site that's artist originals and they get money based on the, all that. Everything in the. All money should go to Ed and you, sir. All money should go to Ed and you. I was just joking about my likeness. But no, if if anyone wants a Thunder Satan t-shirt, just let us know. Just email me or Joe Garcia and let's make it happen. I find all the goddamn questions. (laughs) Fucking shitload. Uh, Eric Foster also asked, did t-shirt Joe make sure that John Cross had a Permani Brothers sandwich while he was in Pittsburgh? I did not have uh That's a the one money. Pittsburgh thing we didn't do is he that, that's the one Pittsburgh thing. That's but I the ate see, I, I did but I, but I don't care. I ate at Tim Gross's house. Yeah. That's the Pittsburgh food to have. Food everyone was else something we did Pomani not need. Brothers. No no, I'm just saying everyone else going on about Pomani Brothers and I know everyone goes on about them. I'm gonna say right now, and I haven't even had one of their sandwiches, fuck them. I've eaten at Tim Gross's house. I win <laughs> Pittsburgh. I, I won Pittsburgh. God, and did we eat. I've never ate like that in my entire life at anybody else's house. Rich and uh, Michelle took Lisa and I to Primanti Brothers, and I had, I don't know, roast beef. The uh, thing with Primanti Brothers, for people that aren't familiar with Pittsburgh, is uh, they throw french fries and coleslaw onto the sandwich. 
And it was good. It was really good. I also had an egg, a fried egg, thrown onto the sandwich just for, you know, to fucking take it up a notch. Fuck yeah. yeah. And, Fuck uh, and if, they offer, if, they, if anyone ever says, hey, you want me to throw a fried egg on that, just always say yes. Yeah, Doesn't of course. Yeah, you don't even have to ask. You can throw a yeah, fried egg on a fried egg for me on your shit. Fuck oh, yeah, double fried egg sandwich. Fucking, I'll eat that shit right now. Get your wife on it, the, with the sandwiches, it wore me down. After I ate it, I was so fucking tired. Kyle, <laughs> she would, if you would have said something, she would have put a fried egg on that sausage. <laughs> Shit, man. Tim uh, Gross's wife has knitted meat into bread. She did. She <laughs> wove meat, meat into bread, bread Joe. She, she created made, the meat bread. She made she, a meat bread weave. John, I, I haven't met a person that had the pepperoni bread. That doesn't like take me to the side and be like, can I like special order that or something? Yeah, right. Because <laughs> it's like pizza, but better. It's it's ah, oh, it's amazing. And and I I'm telling you right now, if Steven Seagal's nostrils got a whiff of the fact that Carl's wife has put meat into <laughs> bread, she would have a career for life. Because Seagal would want the meat breads every single day. The meat breads give me the meat sweats, Johnny. That's what it would be the whole time. That's what we figured your wife just should do. Yeah, it should just be work her job. Is Seagal's personal chef? Tim Gross, <laughs> billionaire overnight. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Eric Foster asks: On a scale of all conventions you guys have been to, where does Pittsburgh's? I'm assuming he's talking about horror room. Fall on the scale, please note. Do not let the fact that I was from Pittsburgh have any influence on this question. I truly would like to know where you rate against other events in the, these days. So where does Horror Realm rate against all the other conventions we've been to? Well, uh, can I feel this first? Sure. All right. So having been to New York Comic Con, which is obviously one company, uh, Philadelphia Wizard World, which is another company, and Horror Realm, in terms of... If you want to see famous people and shake hands with famous people and talk to famous people and get photographs with famous people, uh, then the Wizard World ones are fine as long as you've got coin in your pocket. But for me, my best ever convention experience ever, and I'm not just saying this because you guys are on the show, it was Pittsburgh, 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 Pittsburgh. That fucking weekend kicked more ass than most weekends I've ever lived in my entire life. Uh, I was uh, welcomed, embraced, uh, made to feel completely at home. And the con, even though it was only a couple of rooms, kicked ass, man. Like, there Mm -hmm. were great people there, great celebrities there, great vendors there. Like Joe said earlier, some some independent guys, like, coming up with stuff and selling their wares. And just everyone having a fucking blast, man. And when – that's why if you saw when um, Rich put put something up that some fucking dude – went off on him about the fact that there weren't enough horror people this year. Cause it Somebody was like got horror. pissed at him because Big Bird was there. That guy was pretty right. awesome. Right, he was awesome, right? He was. He did, Rich did, it, months ahead of time, explain to people, it this was, was con. Right. Yes, yes, that's what I don't understand. No, I know, right? So anyway, this guy was going on and on at Rich, and you should have seen it. Like, there was maybe one other person backing it up, but there was a hundred and fifty people who were shouting him down, saying, "You don't seem to fucking get the spiritual fucking experience we all had there. You're an asshole. Don't come back." You know what I mean? <laughs> like we all had an amazing time. So for me, 
Pittsburgh Horror Realm. I mean, I, I love Philadelphia Wizard World, and I, I think the New York Comic Con is, is even more uh, expensive, pricey, too much money, too much Hollywood, too much... Not enough uh, comics. Capital. Not enough comics and whatever. At least at, at the Wizard World uh, 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 in Philadelphia, there are like eight or nine rows of like comic book artists. Like if you just want to see art and you want to buy art, like there is amazing art there. Um, but for me, as a as a, a person, a movie fan, and a, and a fan of all you guys, then it was definitely horror realm for me. John, if we can, maybe next time, uh, T-shirt Joe will bring some Abomination T-shirts, and we'll put the <laughs> Abomination <laughs> in the VHS room. In yeah, the VHS yeah. room. All the movie Kyle's never seen. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> that I, this past horror realm was the most fun I had. But I'm sorry, that moment and that. Time just, I will never forget that. That was just the most hilarious thing that ever happened to be selling t shirts during the movie playing in the VHS room (laughs) and selling them, actually selling them, actually selling them, and everyone just drinking heavily. Yeah, uh, let me say first that uh, Texas Frightmare Weekend remains my favorite show. It is Disney World for a horror fan. I've, uh, I've done shows throughout the country and nothing, nothing comes close to it. Uh, I know it's pricey for you guys to get out there if you have the opportunity, if you could carpool or whatever, you know, just all of you hop in a vehicle and make your way. I'm going to drive the rest of the way. You would love it. And it does have, uh, the family and party atmosphere. Definitely. And I'd put uh, Horror Realm as my second. I've not been to Horror Realm for five years. It had always been my goal to get back. And thanks to Big Tits, I was actually able to make it this year. <laughs> and I just had a blast, man. I just, you know, everybody was so welcoming. Everybody, we just had a good time. Uh, Fuck, I mean, just so much support. As soon as I got there, it's like people were like, oh, you know, we're glad you're back. T-shirt Joe, let me take this, let me take this, let me take. But even then, you know, even afterwards when people just come back and talk, you know, and that's what I really like is to talk to, to other like-minded people, people that are just there to have fun. And people uh, show up and give you free cases of yingling. Yeah, man. Fucking <laughs> beer, you know, and then, you know, it's, it's, I always say my table is a community beer. It's like you don't even have to ask. You just come. The beer's right there. You, know, yep, you just go I can and grab to that. And, and a lot of it ended up on the floor, but that was okay too. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know uh, yeah, there was several people who were spilling. Lisa especially. She fucking spills drinks. That's what she does. Listen, um, Friday night, guys, I ended up on the floor behind we, T-shirt Joe's table. We, 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 had to, we had to calm John Cross down Friday night. <laughs> I bought a lot of cool shit. Uh, you got to fucking buy the show, man. I was jealous when I saw you buy that lamp. Yeah, oh, uh, that's I'll awesome. Post a picture of that later. Uh, Rick of the Dead. He had really cool shit at his table for an insanely reasonable pricing. Uh, I didn't go meet Big Bird, but that dude had a line the whole time. Yeah, and people were just walking away, just like some of them, like teary eyed because. I don't give a fuck what you say. Okay, no, he's not horror. It wasn't billed as a completely horror convention, but that guy was a big part of all our youths. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I, maybe it's different now, but we grew up watching Sesame Street. That was the only thing that was on every day consi- consistently. Yeah. yeah, but like I said to the guy who was giving Rich shit on Facebook, um, 
the creepiest moment of Horror Realm for me, hands down, was when uh, Carol Spinney, who's Big Bird, after I'd got a picture taken with him and, uh, you know, said, you know, your career was amazing and loved your loved your work and thanks ever so much. I, I went to walk away. He tapped my arm. I turned round and in Big Bird's voice, but in a creepy way, went, tell all your friends about me. Like, that was the <laughs> creepiest fucking thing that happened to me the whole fucking time. So I'm just telling people, you don't think he's horror, but he was the most horrific thing. <laughs> he played Oscar the Grudge. Oscar the Grudge a fucking monster, man. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's very grumpy. Uh, I was uh, next to little Tabitha Stevens for a while from Bewitched. Who turned out to be hot ass. She Ooh. is fucking gorgeous, man. Fuck. So, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, so I was fortunate enough to be next to her and to have her talk to me quite I a bit. I shared root beer yeah. moonshine with her. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and she did even drink, uh, I don't remember what somebody gave her from the cooler, but she drank it. Too. Good I, time, man. Just really good time. We had a blast on the dance floor. Yes. <laughs> yeah, me and Joe cutting a rug. As if the DJ psychically knew that T-shirt Joe was walking through the door. Yeah, because I was fucking outside. Dio I was hanging play. out outside. <laughs> Suddenly they fucking throw on Dio. As if, as if Joe willed it. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm in this now. Yep. I had a, I had a, I had a fucking absolute goddamn blast. I came a day early just to go to the graveyard in the mall. Pittsburgh was great. As far as the conventions, I, I'm really done. I'm done with Whorehound. Uh, they come around me and I just don't go anymore. They get the same people and it feels like every time you turn around at a Whorehound, it's ten bucks to do something. To even like fart, it'll, it's probably fifteen bucks now. Uh, Days of the Dead is a little better, but I, I think it's going down that path. That's just my opinion personally. But man, I, Horror Realm is the second best that I've ever been to. I'm sorry, you, and, and I, I, I honestly believe that Rich would agree. You, you cannot beat Cinema Wasteland. No, you can't. And that's that's what I think he understands. And, and these you can't beat anymore, it. Yeah, these conventions so just anymore. Try to have fun. Yeah, I don't even go to meet people. I go to see my friends, and that is what Cinema Wasteland and Horror Realm got right. It was just a fucking blast. I, there's like maybe three dudes that I would like to see, but I, I just don't care anymore. I, I, I'm really not about giving people money for autographs. I, I just uh, that's just the way I feel about it. What about you, Tim? I. I always enjoy horror realm. Like Joe was saying, I one of my goals in life is to make it te- to Texas Frightmare once. All you gotta do so, is make it to Indiana, man. I, I believe me. I'm trying to get my bills all paid off, and that if is my goal. If I can make goal. it to Frightmare either next year or the year after, I definitely will. I want to do that as well. I've seen they, that they've already announced three people that are going to be there: uh, Romero yeah. and. Romero, Tony Todd, Kane Hodder, who are pretty much convention regulars. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you always go see Romero, though. Yeah, but I mean, Texas Frightmare is a lot like that show that you're going to meet so many people. You're going to meet so many fun people, people, mm-hmm. you know, people like us. And 
just like Tim was just saying, that's why I go to these things. Yeah. I mean, I had more fun hanging out with you guys than than hobnobbing with any celebrities or whatever. I go to see Super Space Jesus and uh, world famous Chuck Connors, friend of Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Chuck Connors, like, yes, of uh, Soylent Green fame. Yes, and uh, branded <laughs> and uh, roots. Yes, uh, tourist trap. <laughs> We went on and on on yeah. that, or I did. I, I did. go see, I go see bootleg Anna Ferris and out of print Dan and Tim Gross. That's who I go see. Bootleg Tim Gross. Yes, bootleg. Bootleg Tim Gross. Tim Gross. Yes, everyone got to take pictures with bootleg Tim mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah, bootleg Tim Gross is awesome. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Eric Foster asks, and of course, at the horror realm, which star was the most unapproachable, and vice versa. Man, I don't know. I, I didn't meet anybody. I got zero signatures, but I know uh, A. Michael Baldwin was still talking about your daughter the next day. <laughs> I went. I went out and I was smoking, and he was he was sitting by me talking to somebody about your daughter, Tim. And I just jumped yeah. in. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I'm staying with her dad. She's great. She loves Phantasm." Yeah, Dude, she... I'm. I'm pretty sure that uh, your daughter got me an interview with him because. Um, he messaged me, I put the picture up, when I put all the pictures up, and, and the one of your daughter was in that lot, he messaged me to, like, say, oh, um, what was her name again, how did you spell it, and, like, uh, I really want to comment on that picture, but I'm about to go off on vacation, but I'm going to comment on that picture, and then he goes, and when I'm back from vacation, do you want to do that interview? So I'm pretty sure she got me the interview. <laughs> no, that's fine. I just posted a couple of pictures today of her there. Did she get her she, Phantasm poster hung up yet? Uh, no, but because uh, I'm waiting, I'm going to get frames for, because I'm going to hang yours, but I'm going to get frame for the Monster Squad picture too, so that can all go up at once. It's a very humbling experience to be uh, blown <laughs> off by your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she said, Joe, she honestly, she so wanted to meet you, but when she did see Andre Gower. <laughs> It was yeah. over. <laughs> it's just like pushing me to the side. I was like, let's go over there, Dad. Fuck you, T-shirt Joe. This guy fights monsters. <laughs> yeah, she, oh, that was great, man. <laughs> yeah, she loved those guys. She's She nonstop talked about those. The wife was telling me that's all she wanted to do was talk about them, meeting them. And uh, it just made her day. And like I said, Michael Baldwin just... Just being there, that that was worth for me. It was worth it. Just seeing her meet those guys, that was it. I had my fun. So, but yeah. Any more questions, Kyle? That's all the five that you, you start reading the other ones. I'm not. Doing yeah, that. you ready to be berated by yeah. Ed Quinlan questions? Do, do okay, rapid fire style. Okay, first question: Is there a cure for pineapple tits? I was uh, not in no. the pineapple tits fucking conversation. I don't know what the fuck this means. No, there's no cure for pineapple tits. Once you have the pineapple tits, that's that's it. There's no going back. Okay. Is T-Shirt Joe ever going to abandon Texas and move to Pittsburgh? I will never abandon Texas, sir. Texans don't leave. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you're opening another Fast Customs that's that's in the works. I'm uh before my daughter moved in with me, I was planning to move to Dallas. Once she moved in, it's like, well, I can't, you know, take her away from the rest of the family, but now she's graduated and everything, and it just so happens the girl I'm dating is in Dallas too, so everything works out to where I can resume the plan I had 5 years ago. Just don't become an asshole Cowboys fan. 
Oh, I fucking hate the Cowboys. Right, good, yes. good man. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, he was correcting himself. Uh, Quinlan, is John Cross ever going to abandon New York City in favor of Pittsburgh? Um, I don't know, but I have entertained the idea. Oh, okay. Uh, Quinlan wants to know, are we all going to die tonight? Not I tonight. thought that was going to happen yeah. at Horror Realm. <laughs> Well, I didn't I get to the... ask if I'm moving to Pittsburgh. <laughs> no. Fuck you, Ed Quillen. <laughs> but you can move. You can move with the tattoo girl next door. Yeah, to that's me, all up to Tim's neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Why was there a connection we didn't hear about? Ooh, Tim's got a hot neighbor covered in tattoos that doesn't believe he... in kids and marriage. Yeah, her name is Kayla, and she has Day of the Dead tattoos all over, and that's most of her house too. And she didn't go to the show? She wasn't into that or what? No, she's in no horror movies. She's just, she's weird. She's just, she likes to hang out at home. She works the casino when she's there. They do like graveyard shifts and stuff, so. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll cut like her casinos. grass. I'll, I'll cut the grass and she'll bring over desserts for the wife. So, but yeah, I told. It's my I, future lover, Joe. Work on that. <laughs> Kyle, I am. Or got it. Uh, Quinlan wants to know: Can I request a live song from John Cross for tonight's show in honor of his appearance at Horror Realm? If so, I suggest a title he can work from and make a song on the cuff. It's called <laughs> "How I Spent Eight Hours on a Mega Bus and Didn't Get Raped by Midgets Talking Too Loud, So I Couldn't Get Sleep, and Eventually I Made It to Pittsburgh and Ate Cheeseburger Bacon Casserole <laughs> and Didn't Get eight Neck Aids." Tune it up, John Cross. Bust out the uke. <laughs> All right, so what is, what is it? How I spent eight hours on a megabus and didn't get right by midget. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I went eight hours to Pittsburgh on a megabus. I went eight hours to Pittsburgh by myself. I never got raped by any midgets talking too loudly. But I did get the stink eye from a goth chick. <laughs> Sat next to me. I got the stink eye on a mega bus from a goth chick. Cause I wouldn't give up my seat by the window. And I saw some sweet cut off jean shirts in a stop at 2 a.m. And I wanted to buy some, but I thought I'd get more stink eye from the goth chick. And I went eight hours to Pittsburgh and I ate cheeseburger bacon casserole. And when I came home, I didn't have the nickades. And when I was there, I made lots of brand new friends. And I'm going back in March. And I may not come back to NYC again. Woo! <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> there's, your, there's your table, John. Just charge five bucks for a personal song. Well, that was the the other thing was is I was genuinely thinking that I could you know I could sit with the ukulele I could they could have the things either that or I could have like a little discman or something playing quietly the music that is on the thing lots of different things I was thinking about who knows you should split a table with uh, with Rich's son John (laughs) yeah get some googly eyes actually googly eyes and songs yeah I'll definitely do that whatever whatever people want and if Rich listens to this and says yes come back to Horror Realm I'll do it. 
Maybe Rick the Fuss Fusselman and I could share a, a table and we could just sing songs about chubbies all night. About no, that'd be good because somebody would actually be at his table then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I bought something from Rick. I bought Monkey Boy from Rick. <laughs> People were just leaving notes. <laughs> at his table. Here, I bought this elf thing. <laughs> Here's ten dollars. Joe, that's about, Joe, that is about, uh, that's about on par. That's, <laughs> that's about on par. Um, which sequel do you like more, Sleepaway Camp 2 or 3? Two. 2! I like, I like both, but I do have, for some reason, I kind of like 3 Teenage Wasteland. I was There's explaining to you, Tim. With some amazing I, tits. I that, think they uh, kind of blend <laughs> together. I always think of them as one movie, because they're not very long. Mm-mm. No, they're not, but they do kind of blend in as one movie, yeah. That's one movie, like the original, I don't understand, besides, like, the fucking awesome ending. Fuck the rest of that movie. I think that movie's boring as fuck. Oh, I love that movie. I love them all. Except Return to Sleepaway Camp. Oh, then people part two, that blonde chick that gets naked in every scene. Mmm. <laughs> yeah, but that fourth one that came out. That's garbage. Yeah. Has T-Shirt Joe ever eaten a, a vegan by mistake? No. <laughs> they probably taste like uh, shit. Fuck Has... Vegans. John Cross ever what, encountered... If you ever, the- if, you, if you ever read a vegan, all you'd hear as you were chewing on the vegan is like, I'm a vegan, by the yeah. way, I'm a vegan, I'm saving the world, I'm a vegan. That's all you'd hear the whole fucking time. Quin- Quinlan wants to know, has John Cross ever encountered a chud while wandering the New York City streets late at night while making songs with his trusty ukulele? He's already asked me this question. I've told him yes. Yes. As yes. mayor of John Cross, as mayor of John Cross, as mayor of New York City <laughs> and of the world, I keep chuds as my personal underground army. Right, and there's no like uh, racial disparity against chuds. No, no, the no. chuds, chuds have complete equality in yes. my underground realm, and they make yeah. awesome pizza. Did the guy from Ernest Goes to Camp die of neck aids? John Matuzak. I don't know. John Matuzak died of doing too many steroids. Yeah. Uh, Colin wants to know, is Tim Gross sad we didn't get to hang out more often at Horror Realm? Yes, I'm very sad. Uh, did Obama invent neck aids? <laughs> that is no. yet to be seen. No, Bush, Bush did, but Obama had to deal with it. Okay. Uh, am I the only one in enjoying the new Puppet Master comics? Issue 4 came out recently. It's pretty good. Lots of boobies and gore and puppets. No, Quinlan, my daughter got the first issue. She loves it. Uh, I'm really behind on my comic reading. I need to... When all that shit comes out in trade paperback, I'll pick it up. <laughs> there you go. It's going to come straight from Charles Mann's Magic Warehouse, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, is Kyle Pauling taking the day off when Fury Road comes out on DVD? No, Kyle has had a bootleg copy of that for a fucking while now and has watched it at least 15 fucking times. Uh, Gwendolyn wants to know how many blondes does it take to screw in a light bulb? Fuck's a light bulb. (laughs) Uh, is it true America should declare in Tim Gross official gross movie reviews beer fridge a national landmark? I think so. I suggested this several times while I was there. It should have a grant from the from the government to keep that in pristine working order. Yeah, that thing's like like a fucking monolith from 2001, man. It was just it was a glory to behold. Uh, am I the only one who loves the movies Green Slime and Incredible Melton Man? No, because I love the Green Slime. Green Slime rules and it has the best song ever. Yeah. 
Incredible Melting Man is boring as fuck. Yes. It's, it's cool I to totally watch with Mystery Science Theater, though. Uh, Tim Wilder in the me- middle of the 50 Ed questions. Bootleg, does space, did, does space, has space Jesus balance out Thunder Satan? No, Thunder Satan is supreme. <laughs> but, but Space Jesus and Thunder, see, Thunder Satan isn't evil. Uh, Thunder Satan will join forces with Space Jesus to make a beautiful kind of, uh, battle amongst the stars type, type well, I film. Mean, space Jesus could win in space, right? Cause there's no sound there. So there'd be yeah. no thunder. Right, but I'm also Satan. <laughs> that trumps space and physics, Joe. <laughs> okay. okay. Carl's uh, gonna be damned. <laughs> back to Quinlan. Uh, Quinlan, can fake Tim Gross, Tim Wilder confirmed that Pizza the Hut uses human skin in their pepperoni meat. And on that note, is it possible not to get diarrhea after eating Pizza the Hut? Yes. Because I eat Pizza the Hut from time to time and never get diarrhea. Oh, dude, man, Pizza Hut in Portland is the only good place to eat. We have a terrific fucking Pizza Hut. It is awesome. That's the only good place to eat? Uh, there's a, there's, there's a place <laughs> called Pizza King that is bar none the best pizza I've ever fucking had. Everyone that comes back to Portland that has moved away, all, they all want Pizza King. Pizza King is, the, it's the king of pizza. It is the best I, shit ever. Well, you the gotta one, live up to it with that title. Yeah, it's the, expensive as shit though. God damn, it's expensive as fuck. I was gonna say, the one, the one Easter we took the kids a pizza to the hut here. It was great. <laughs> they get diarrhea? <laughs> no, it was awesome. No one was there. Awesome. Uh, Chris Huzak wants to know why did I spend eight fifty six on two Yinglings, and at the hotel bar when I have plenty of beer in the car? It's because you didn't know where Joe Garcia's magic cooler was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also asks, "What's your honest opinion on permanies? If you got to eat one, yeah, I didn't eat one, but a lot of people that I talked from Pittsburgh said, "Fuck permanies, they don't like it." I like oh, it. we got a we got a question from T-shirt Joe Garcia. Wow, is that uh, really? This is a bit. I don't remember doing that. Why did John Cross angrily storm off the stage? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I honestly have no recollection of that. I mean, if this is where we want to talk about the fact that I got very drunk on the Friday, we can. Um, I <laughs> I drank a lot of rum. Yes, you did. All I remember is standing behind T-Shirt Joe's table and people were like, play a song, play a song on the ukulele. So I played Brown Eyed Girl. I, I don't know how I came about. It's the only song. I know it's the only song that I know off by heart is Brown Eyed Girl. So that's probably why I picked it because I don't do covers because I, I like make up my own shit. It was so a I don't good rendition co- though. I mean, you did uh, a good job. So I did that. Then I remember being on the floor. I remember playing Brown Eyed Girl and then falling on the floor. Then I remember getting up, flipping everyone the bird, and storming out, and I don't know why. I have no idea what made me so angry. I wanted I, to see I that. Didn't see this happen? I only think, I think that um, it went over really well, uh, so I don't know. That was John Cross's version of dropping the mic. Yeah, I just stormed off. And whoever got that photograph of me, I'm in me. perfect focus, <laughs> and yeah. everything else is blurred. It's the greatest picture of me that's ever been. Kind of like Bigfoot. Uh, you can use that said, as an album cover. It's all yours. 
Yeah, yeah, use that one day. No, I mean, we need to get into the stories, but but maybe when all the questions are done. Quinlan said he probably had to go poop. Uh, Quinlan also ha- says, has Rick Fusselman ever been banned or kicked out of any local establishments for wearing chubbies? He should. Those shorts are ridiculous, Rick. <laughs> uh, he pulls them off, though. None of us could pull them off because of our... I want to know... Volumes. Thighs, yeah. but he's got thinny, skinny girl thighs. So I want to know where he found Weird Al's garage sale. Yeah. Uh, Quinlan, am I the only one who saw Dr. Giggles in the theater when it came out? I no, you're it. not. I saw it. I saw it at midnight because it's awesome. Oh, because I forgot. Fusselman has internet now, and he announced this to us yes. earlier today. Uh, he wants to know, what's worse, meat sweats or poop sweats? Ooh. Well, wait a minute. Surely you get the poop sweats after you've eaten lots of meat and you're trying yeah. to pass the meat. So it's the same thing. Yeah, I the, would think two go hand in hand. I would say the meat sweats build up to the poop sweats, and then the poop sweats are a combination of meat sweats and straining. Yeah, the straining can also bring back the meat sweats. Yeah, so I think I think it's one and the same thing, but I'll go poop sweats just because I think poop sweats incorporates the meat sweats. I don't think I don't think I think the meat sweats can exist without poop sweats, but I don't think the poop sweats can exist without meat sweats. It's the greatest podcast of all fucking time. <laughs> well, saying that, Sandy Trap asks, "Will this be the best show to date?" Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. When we get into stories about me attacking androgynous theater children. <laughs> oh, uh, Patricia Stevens asks, "What movie makes you guys hungry the most?" Goodfellas. Uh, what makes me hungry? Yeah, there you yeah, go. They eat a There's lot a lot of food in Goodfellas. I don't Return know. of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> Good burger. G- ginger Dead Man. Good burger. Know. Yes, Ginger Dead Man. Hamburger, hamburger the movie. <laughs> yes. Hamburger the movie and Hot Dog the movie yeah, together. America, you're getting burger hungry, hungry for the burgers that make you full. Yeah, come on, that's the greatest. I don't know what that shit foray makes in From Beyond. <laughs> oh, that looks so fucking good. I, I just, that, every time I see what, whatever he cooks up in that pot looks like the best shit ever. Tim, get your wife on that. <laughs> uh, Tim, while, Tim Wilder wants to know, has a neck AIDS vaccine been developed? Nope. Yes, no. there has, but the government's keeping it a secret. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, they're uh, all under lock and key along with the uh, Roswell alien and uh, the truth behind William Shatner's hair. Oh, that is <laughs> fake? Yeah. Tim, Tim Wilder also asks, why am I still confused by what I bought from Daniel Boyd? From what, what'd, he what'd he get? I don't know. He didn't say it. Did uh, he buy Daniel Boyd's Gaycation? Because that was the greatest movie. Well, I was going to say, that's the next one, because Tim Wilder <laughs> goes, where was Gaycation filmed, and did, did John Cross do the music for it? I don't know, but Dan was selling pictures of him jizzing for two bucks. Yeah. Uh, he, that, Dan, the Gaycation was filmed uh, down in the Florida Keys, and I did do the, I did do the music for it. And it features uh, Daniel with his uh, uh, beard greased up, much like um, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's mullet in uh, Hard that's, Target. That's some grease, right? Jesus. And uh, he's got his, his hair all in pigtails, and he's skipping along through the uh, briny foam of the of the ocean there uh, with a big T-shirt that says, 
<laughs> I'm looking for Mr. Goodbar. And then, <laughs> and then as he skips, as he skips along, he's going, I'm on gaycation. <laughs> that, that's how that whole movie goes. And then in the background, I did some, some music. Yeah. Uh, Patricia Stevens wants to know how many people has John Cross sacrificed for mashed potatoes? Uh, I don't have to sacrifice anything for mashed potatoes. People, people sacrifice people and then bring me mashed potatoes. Quinlan says, has John Cross ever cooked up a severed Yeti penis with some mashed potato while roughing it Brooklyn style singing Donald Pleasant's tunes? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Quinlan least, wants to at know. least twice. <laughs> Quinlan wants to know: Is there life after death for Yetis? And will Rick Fusselman get a Yeti tattoo professing his love for Yeti culture? I'm waiting for Rick to post the Rick the, the Roddy Piper tattoo in about three days. Uh, well, is there life after death for Yetis? Um, no, there's not life after death for anybody. Death is final. Well, it, except for Thunder it, Satan and for everyone who lives in Pittsburgh, because you touch the Pittsburgh sand and you are eternal, but only if you've touched the thing on the VH. Uh, Apart from that, there's no life after death. For, for Tim Wilder wants to know when Rick Fusselman's getting a tattoo of Rick on himself. <laughs> Rick the Fuss Fusselman. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Quinlan wants to know if T-shirt Joe ever gets abducted by Satan's clutches and has to choose between boobies and beer. Will he choose beer? Oh shit, that's a tough one. Fuck. I think I'd rather die than have to make that decision. <laughs> Bryce out of nowhere wants to know Bryce why Jesus. was Kyle. He wants to know why was Kyle afraid of taking Vicodin? This question just sounds a bit odd. I, uh, Vi- oh, I've only ever taken prescription drugs like when I got my wisdom teeth pulled. And it's, it, it, they fucking freak me out, man. I, it just sounds like a bad question. Like Bryce cornered Kyle on a Friday night at Horror Run with Vicodin. I, no, man, I don't fucking take pills. They fucking freak me out. Uh, Quinlan, Quinlan wants to know, is Space Jesus going to cure the blind or just rob them of their pure money? The second one. Yeah, why cure the blind when you can just rob their wallets? They're blind. Yeah, they're right. Fucking... They're, they're, uh, it's like they're never gonna, they're never gonna see again. Space Jesus doesn't have that power. Mm-hmm. Qu- Quinlan wants to know, is Satan laughing at us? Always. Uh-huh. <laughs> when you least expect it. Quinlan asks, is fake Tim Gross the reason the dinosaurs died? <laughs> 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 I don't even yeah. understand that question, but it's fucking genius. Well, if you didn't understand that, Quinlan asks, who farted? <laughs> Booger. Uh, <laughs> next next one. <laughs> Why is it Ed doesn't have a podcast that's just the brain of Ed Quillen? I just <laughs> ask him questions, and he just responds with, we're all gonna die, neckades. Like, it would be amazing. <laughs> Ah, uh, Quinlan wants to know, has Rick of the Dead ever used so much toilet paper after pooping? His toilet came to life and was all like, what the fuck is wrong with why you? Do we get, why, why do we always get the questions that we can't answer? I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that there's a high probability that that's happened. I'm going to say that there's a 96% chance that that's happened. It probably happened out of sheets. Yeah, there, right. was a, there was a horror realm that Rick forgot his baby wipes and he had to poo 
Oh, he's just a, he, he's a fucking yeah. baby wife exclusive user. Oh yeah, he has <laughs> a good ball. You gotta keep that, that brown eye pink and tight for for shorts or something. Because he tells me all he does is drink coffee all the time, so he's constantly shit all over the place. Stuff. So he now carries baby wipes in the one horror realm. He forgot them, and he had to go run to the store to go buy baby wipes. What a fucking retard. <laughs> uh, he had to go buy baby oil to keep his butthole all smooth and shiny. Uh, Tim Wilder wants to know who shit a boot. Who shit a boot? Yep. Rick. Because <laughs> Quinlan asked who ate the boot that the shit was in. <laughs> I, I, I'm I retiring sh- the question portion of this fucking podcast. I, sh- I shit a dead I shit a dead man's femur bone. That's what I shit. Oh, uh, Quinlan wants to know how many hairs are in the average human nipple, <laughs> and why has John Cross not made a song about this yet? Uh, 56... And uh, I have made a song about it, but I haven't. I, I've been banned by the government uh, from <laughs> releasing it because if the uh, knowledge of uh, the average nipple hair got out there, then all hell would break loose. Well, how uh, many nipple hairs are on Sybil Danning's tits in Howling Two? More or less than fifty-six? What? Uh, how many? In, in uh, uh, she has uh, fifty-nine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Those are some hairy uh, does, nipples. Does John Cross have more energy than the Energizer Bunny? Uh, apparently, yes. Uh, last couple of questions, guys. Uh, Quinlan, does John Cross hate the Resident Evil franchise as much as Tim Gross does? I'll answer seen... that. No one hates the Resident Evil franchise as much as Tim Gross. I only watched the first one, and I've never seen any of the others. If that doesn't tell you what I felt about the series, nothing will. There's a Quinlan good one. one. There's one good one. No, there isn't. Uh, they better be out of the 15 they've made. Quinlan asks, has America finally said fuck you to the Resident Evil franchise? Nope. We're still going no, we're I more. wish America would, but there are some way too many stupid fucking people out there keep fucking saying make a goddamn another sequel. Oh, we're getting another one. It's, it's in the I know. right now. It's Resident <laughs> Evil meets Mothra. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck, both those <laughs> things fucking suck. They just suck a fucking dick, man. Uh, if Captain America appeared in a Resident Evil franchise and tried to, to fuck Quentin Tarantino while John Cross sang playing ukulele with that chick from the Fifth Element and getting naked with Tim Cross watching Only if it was Cap Wolf. Where Captain yeah. America Captain became America werewolf. werewolf. Yeah. Yes, there we so go. So, guys, Ed, Ed Quillen sent me um, uh, some lyrics. Uh, so uh, I'm going to um, uh, I'm going to quickly just put those lyrics to music. It'll be thirty seconds. Okay. 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 We, then uh, we got one more question, and that's it. All right. We're all going to die. Monkeys are gonna rain the blood. We are gonna eat the yellow Twinkie sponge cakes while watching Armageddon outside our windows. John Cross will be singing on his ukulele while Quentin Tarantino to Fox Frankenhooker's corpse in a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. The streets will run, run with melted Twizzlers and tainted Kool-Aid. 
Yeah. That was an Ed Quillen and John Cross original. Uh, last question. Tim Wilder wants to know, which is worse, the RE, Resident Evil movies, or the recent games? The recent games have been pretty bad, but they're not as bad as the movies. I don't think I've ever played a Resident Evil game. Start on 4. It's the best video game ever. That's not called Bloodborne. I like the first three games. You didn't even make it to 4? No, I, well, I kind of like quit PlayStation in general once I got, like, because that was when my kids were, came in full force. And oh man, just 4 is, ooh, that's the best. Never one. really played too much after that. And they made PlayStation 2, and I was kind of like, I'm not buying another system. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. I got lazy. Is, it, is that the fucking questions? Is that it? Are we done for? That was it on the questions. Fuck uh, questions. That. Jesus, fuck questions. That's my favorite bit of the whole show. Oh, man. We spent an hour on it. Yeah. So, Horror Realm stories, fuckers. I know we had to corral John Cross Friday night. <laughs> I thought okay. I thought you were gonna get like in trouble. Yeah, so did I. I'm surprised they didn't. Like, like jumping in that you, car, I was like, oh, something. Everyone got in that car, dude. You were so panicked about that fucking car. Everybody had pictures in that car. Yeah, everybody yeah. was jumping in yeah, that but car. You were everybody the first got one. in. What? I was the first yeah, one. I fucking one. started the trend. Yeah. Listen, dude, I don't bow to no fucking law. If I want to jump <laughs> into a bright yellow car made out of a coffin, I will. And yeah, I will demand that Carl Pauling... About it, you know? Fuck it. Yeah. My, my highlight after Kyle and John meet my mom, we get John to my house on Friday night. Yeah. I oh. eat... I eat three full meals worth of food. <laughs> yeah, the wife is making food for everyone since we walk in the door. And it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop, no. Joe, right? I'm sat there. The pepperoni bread comes out. I eat I eat what feels like a whole brick of pepperoni bread, right? The next <laughs> thing that's put in front of me is fucking mashed potato-filled bacon-wrapped meatloaf, right? <laughs> a whole fucking brick well, of it that. Was like, it I, was like half I a brick. I fucking eat that. Then she comes out of the kitchen with... Who wants pierogies? I've made some pierogies <laughs> on top of this shit, man. That goddamn meatloaf was like, it, it was a meatloaf, and then a layer of mashed potatoes, and then another meatloaf on top of it, with like bacon and just all kind of good shit and cheese, and it, Joe, it was, it was just, fucking two meatloafs fucked mashed potatoes. It was amazing. John went and sat on my couch, pulls out his cell phone, and literally passed out staring at the phone. <laughs> we waited like 10 minutes, and I just said to Kyle, I was like, okay, we got to do this. Yep. We went over, and we both picked him up and laid him on the couch so he would be comfortable and put a cover on him. And that's when John Cross started yelling at Kyle about Having everything. Having Donald on Pleasance the- on the VH, boom. I <laughs> got the spookies on the VH, boom. So as I'm falling asleep in my drunken stupor, I'm apparently telling them all the stuff I have on the VH. The joke being I don't have anything in the U.S. on the VH. Lots of stuff in the U.K., but nothing on the... Yep, that's exactly what happened. Every, John had every everything on the VH, boom. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> One of my highlights of the weekend is uh, I'm in the room. There's another guy in there uh, selling T-shirts. Really nice guy. You know, I got to talk to him for a little while. He's got this elaborate setup that it took him hours literally yes, hours to put yes, together that, that dude does that all the time yeah. like i said really nice guy but then tim at some point 
during the the show, and you can tell Tim's already drank a bit. He walks in, fast <laughs> custom shirts right here. This is the only place you should buy shirts from, especially in this room. <laughs> if you're going to buy shirts, <laughs> do not buy shirts from anybody else in this room, but fast custom shirts. <laughs> <laughs> So the uh, one thing that I really, really wish had been captured on video or, or audio was when, uh, and I only remember this through a haze. I mean, this was at the point where I was behind out of print Dan's table and people have to realize, right? What happened on Friday was I released the Kraken. <laughs> I took an 11 o'clock bus. The night from, before. Uh, the night before from New York to, to Pittsburgh. Slept maybe like an hour here or an hour there, but really not any consistent sleep. Spent the whole day with Tim and Carl going around uh, the locations and then being at Tim's house and stuff, right? Expecting to nap, didn't nap. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, uh, Tim shows up uh, with a breakfast sandwich that was actually, what it actually was, was an entire breakfast wedged into like, a big like two rolls. Bagel, it was, yeah. It was an entire breakfast. I mean, if you had taken the contents out of this sandwich and put it on a plate, it would have fallen off the edges of the plate. That's how much egg and bacon and fucking stuff was in this sandwich, right? So I'm, it's a boilingly, swelteringly hot day. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> slept. I'm chewing on this like glorious breakfast thing. It's getting all over me. Anyway, by the time we get to Horror Realm, I'd say, well, everyone else is going to apparently be drinking. So I'm going to grab some Coke and some crack and rum. So I just start pouring crack and rum into my Coke bottles and just start like drinking the Coke. And I do this apparently two or three times because by the next day, when I look at the crack and bottle, that was a freshly bought crack and bottle that lunchtime. Mm-hmm. By, when I look the next day, I had maybe an inch and a half left, maybe an inch left at the bottom of a full fucking bottle. And I know that I only gave the, uh, um, uh, tattoo girl who sat next to me, I gave her like maybe three fingers, maybe three fingers of rum. That was about it. So maybe an inch and a half. Gave her three up. fingers like, in her bum. I gave her three fingers in a tattooed asshole. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't really. Um, but I gave her some rum. <laughs> but beyond that, I drank the whole fucking thing, right? So the wedding party, who I don't even know are a wedding party, right? I don't even know. I get told this later on. But the wedding party that isn't really a wedding party, I don't know what's going on. Uh, they come over to <laughs> out of print dad's table and they're not buying anything and this infuriates me so I stand up and I'm like right what's your favorite movie and they say oh, we, we like it. we like movies with Kate Winslet and Alan, Alan Rickman, Rickman. And I go, all these movies, every single one of them have Kate Winslet and Alan Rickman in them. And I'm going through, and no matter what the movie's called, I'd be like, so this is a story about when Kate Winslet... <laughs> and I just go through and I'm just making stories up on the spot based on the titles of the movies. So, like, it was... it was. I remember it being really funny. I may have just been drunk, but I wish that was recorded. That would have been amazing. It was pretty but awesome. They, must have, they came over totally sober, having been at a wedding party. They were looking at the thing going, what's this movie? And I'm like, this has Kate Winslet and Alan Rickman. He's an alien. She's a monster. They're fighting on the moon. Buy it now. Like, it was... <laughs> oh, man. That was one of my favorite moments that I did. Oh, and insulting the... Yeah, the, that was a good one. Uh, the, the fucking John getting into it with 
verbally getting into it with a kid dressed up like Eddie from uh, Rocky Horror, Rocky Horror Picture, Picture Show. Show. And what did he say? He he came over yeah, and he, he was basically like Rocky Horror Picture Show. That he didn't like Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I was like, but you're dressed as Eddie, dude. And he was like, but I don't like it. I don't want to do it. Nah. And he was being like a real, like, stroppy bastard. He was like a, some just, fucking drama kid butthole. Yeah, he just needed to be punched in the face because he was a drama kid butthole. That's exactly what he was. And um, and so I just kept berating him and just saying, but you're wearing Eddie's jacket, dude. If you're wearing Eddie's jacket, like, shut the fuck up and be Eddie. Like, <laughs> I was telling him to just, like, be Eddie. Like, embrace it. Be Eddie, you're wearing his fucking jacket, and he couldn't get his head around it. And then, I don't know if it was the same group, but later on, it was me harassing the... No, 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 <laughs> just- no, 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 no. This started, I didn't see this happen, but I'm outside smoking a cigarette, and John just comes out, fucking <laughs> hotel, smacking his hands together, saying, I'm sick and tired of being told I'm wrong. You can't be <laughs> gender neutral. Or fluid. Or gender fluid. fluid. You have to be one or the other. You, there's no such thing. I'm stuck. I'm tired of being told that I'm wrong. You can't be gender fluid. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about, John Cross? Okay, so what happened yeah. was, is there was a guy and a girl, right? And I'm not like, oh, I'm, oh, we're oppressing people by giving them genders. No, we're not. People have genders, biologically speaking. It doesn't matter who you fuck, who you want to fuck, what you're thinking about, whether you have a penis or a vagina. I'm sorry, everybody, but you have to be one or the other. That's just what it is. And I don't care if you were one thing and now you're another thing. That's brilliant, beautiful, and wonderful. Go live your life. Doesn't matter. But I can't sit here and go, I would like to be made entirely out of marshmallow and blancmange, please. It doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. I am what I am. So anyway, this 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 uh, woman and this guy, and I said something like, well, why don't you take her to the bar to this guy, right, or whatever? And she was like, I'm not a she. And I said, fine, why don't you take him to the bar? And she was like, I'm not a he. And I just went, what? <laughs> what do you mean you're not a he? You're either a he or a she. And she was like, I don't identify as either. And I was like, oh, but that's not a thing. That's not a thing. I can't identify as a pussycat. I'm a fucking human being, you fucking idiot. And then she was like, she was like, oh, I'm gender fluid. What? That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's bullshit. You can be a hermaphrodite. You can be gay. You can be a transgender. You can be whatever you want. But you have to be something. You can't just, I'm, I'm like a trans fluid thing. You're not transmission fluid. Fuck off. You're, you're, <laughs> You're a human being and fucking own the fact you're human. I'm not oppressing anyone. I'm not telling them people that they can't be gay and they can't be straight and they can't be hermaphrodite and they can't be transgender and they can't be one thing or another. Listen, if, if the alter, alternate months you recommend you, you, you uh, relate to yourself as a guy and alternate months you, you relate to yourself as a woman, absolutely fine. But when I meet you, you're one or the other. You can't just be in, you know, in, in, in transition? Yeah, no, right. no, no, no. Fluid. That, that's, you yeah, I'm with John. That's right. fucking stupid. It's bullshit. Sorry, guys. And I'm not trying to oppress anybody. I want to live in a world where everyone can do whatever they want to do. But you can't be fucking gender fluid. You're fucking one thing or the other. All right? Dicks or vaginas. That's what it comes down mm-hmm. to. But you, Tim. <laughs> you get any better than that? It, that says it all for me, man. I, I just, I, I just enjoyed hearing it. I, like I said to you, the old ladies told me, "Hey, I got to bring yous over next time." 
because uh, I was over there drinking with them, uh, BSing again with them this weekend. Oh, the rocking chair ladies. No, oh, the I, ones oh. next to them, the, the other old ladies. Oh, okay. Cause no, not the rocking chair ladies that were drinking. I'm not, it ma- I'm, not make, I'm not making it across the street. I'm making it to your neighbor's house. And that's my. <laughs> Carl and I got up at like five o'clock in the morning. Uh, on Saturday morning for reasons I've no fucking idea, but we did. <laughs> and we I have went, no clue why we were up that early either. No idea. We went out onto the porch and the rocking chair ladies were already out there. <laughs> and we sat out there. Carl and I sat out there for what? Like five hours and we were still late to Horror Yeah. <laughs> we recorded some shit out there. Yeah, we recorded some shit out there, but, uh, um, I think this will probably, this will probably cover all those stories. Mm. Okay, so I guess we should get on to our main. Well, we didn't do Saturday. There was there was me dancing. <laughs> yeah, on dude, John danced it up. I was dancing it up on Saturday. I danced and, uh, even with John Cross. Yeah, yes, yeah, it was Tim Cross danced with me. Fun, uh, Joe danced with me. Uh, Michelle Leonard was that her name? Yes, yes. She danced with me. Um, Apparently, I danced with. I've gone. This is terrible. I'm going to forget her name now. Please cut this out. Uh, I forget everyone. <laughs> yeah, I danced with everybody at Horror Realm. No, I didn't. There was there was Patricia. Patricia. I think I danced with Patricia. Yeah, probably. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bootleg Tim Gross's. Oh, uh, I will. I will tell you something that I didn't tell you guys. This. This is like one of the best things of all the all the fucking conventions that I go to. Well, all the two conventions I go to <laughs> is just being in the parking lot with Demco. Listening yes. to oh, yeah, Demco's a legend. And I, and I was getting told he, I think he was with Demco. I'm not for sure, but, uh, adorable Adrian Adonis' son was there and he was showing me pictures on his phones and telling me stories about all kinds of shit. And it was really cool. Just sitting in the parking lot with Demko talking about wrestling is like the fucking highlight of any convention. Yeah, it was also, great to see Demko and Shauna out there. So. Yeah. Like everyone we met, or everyone I met rather, for the first time, whether it was Demko or Connors or Yujo or uh, um, Ed or whatever, or Rick, you're all fucking funny. Like everyone, like when we were sat outside for the, for the, and Bryce and, and everyone, when we were sat outside, like it, it was just, it was like a riff off. Like everyone was just being funny for yeah, hours a, and hours. It was a good round table. Yeah. It just never oh. stopped. It would go from one person to the next. Right? And I'll tell you something, John, if you think that's great, it, it's, it's only better at Wasteland. Oh, I'm sure, man. And I will, I will, uh, uh I will show up to Wasteland one of these days. Mm. That was that was fucking awesome. But I ask you guys to show up with the list of five dudes that you would love to meet at a convention. Well, let me go grab a beer. Okay, we'll take we another this. break and another pee break. We'll be right back. Yeah. The headline in 87. You saw the, the Dick Puka's headline in 87? Just start a new thing about this band <laughs> and people will believe it. Because people are like, I heard of them. Huh? I went to Warped Tour one year and I told somebody I was in a band. Okay. 
I made it up. I forget what the world name of the band was. Something stupid. The butthole. And people were like, oh yeah, I've seen you guys play. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, all I can play is a saxophone, and no one wants to see a band that has a saxophone player unless you're Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. Neck aids, neck aids, neck aids. Kyle's got neck aids. He's gonna die, but not today. The neck aid won't get him till tomorrow. <laughs> He's gonna burn in hell, burn in hell. Kyle's gonna burn in hell. You're gonna burn in hell! So we're back, and uh, we're going to talk about five dudes we'd love to meet, living or dead, at any convention. And uh, Joe, you go first. Uh, top in my list would be star of Piranha 3D, Miss Gianna Michaels. I knew it was going to be on there. <laughs> and uh, Rich says he's going to reach out and give it a, sh- a shot, man. Just try to reach her and see, you know, find out. I'm definitely going to come back. Two pictures. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely really come as well. I feel like for maybe a hundred, two hundred dollars, maybe some special shit might go down. I think so. I think, you know, I've heard uh, some AVN, you know, stories, and I don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities. Star but, uh, Piranha Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, she's got some horror cred. She does. You know, nobody can argue that nope. one. I mean, they could, but they'd just be dicks. Mm-hmm. She does have fucking. An awesome part in that movie. Yeah, she does. Go, John. Me? Yeah. All right, I just wrote these down. Uh, <laughs> Way to come prepared. Right now. Uh, I didn't come prepared, but you, you know what I'm going to say for the first one. Donald Pleasance. Don, Donald Pleasance. Yeah. How cool would it be to sit at Horror Realm with Donald? Because you know he'd come to Horror Realm. Like, he was about, he was willing to do, like, 25 Halloween movies. He'll fucking come to Horror Realm. Let's dig his corpse up. How good would it be to sit with Donald Pleasance and talk about the VH uh, in in Horror Realm? That would be amazing. Donald Pleasance is number one with a bullet. I think Donald Pleasance would love some ukulele songs about him. I I have a ten track album all about him played. A wonderful on album. Yes. Like I I think that if heaven exists, that ensures John Cross's entrance. Like that's the guy he meets when when you die, John. If you go to heaven. Right. Like, Donald Pleasance just opens the gates. He's just all there shirtless, like, at Wake and Fright. Oh, (laughs) come on in, sir. He's been boxing a kangaroo in the afternoon and drinking his body weight in cheap Australian beer. You know it, yeah. He's got Foster's waiting for you. Yeah. Go, Tim. John Carpenter. Oh, you took one of mine. I'm sorry, but, yeah, I would love that. Especially because of that dude. What would you get signed? 
a lot. I, dude, I just even to meet him. Firestarter. Firestarter. Uh, Firestarter. Yeah, Firestarter signed. I, I will get my mom's, the thing on VH signed just cause it's You have to explain, life. like, that would make that holy relic, like, even more holy. <laughs> yeah, I know. If yeah. John Carpenter signed Tim Gross's, uh, mom's, the thing on the VH, the moment he put pen to the cardboard sleeve, like, his hand would go through into a vortex and light would come out. <laughs> like, Prince of Darkness! Yeah, we would know the true meaning of existence. <laughs> oh man, that's what I would and, get him to sign. And Thunder Satan would have dominion over over the over the land. Oh. I mean, because like for me, I wouldn't even want to sign. I would just like to have a conversation with him. Yeah. I mean, plain and simple. A, I just like to have a conversation with him. Oh, I gotta throw that one out. So uh, I think I would love to the first one on my list. Is a guy I've suggested to a million dudes who run conventions. Somebody get Dennis Dunn from Big Trouble Little China and Prince of Darkness out to one of these. I'd love to meet that guy. I want a picture of me doing the little, the, the fucking brother sign from Little Tr- Big Trouble Little China. And that guy's fucking awesome. I love me some Dennis Dunn. Joe, who you got? Uh, Rod Serling, creator of the Twilight Zone. Very cool. Would you smoke a cigarette uh, with him? Yeah, cigar. Uh, there's probably no show that influenced me more as a kid and just built my love of horror and science fiction than that show, man. Fuck yeah, he probably wouldn't charge because he's probably that cool. Yeah. John. Uh, me again. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell. Ah, took one of mine. Oh, dude. You know what? I, I say give about ten years, and that's probably something that'll happen. Wait, isn't he going to be a um, frightmare? I'm, I'm, that's what I was just gonna say. I'm surprised Frightmare hasn't got him. No, he is. He's at Texas Frightmare, I think. Who? What? Kurt Russell? <laughs> Kurt yeah, Russell. Wait, Kurt Russell. This is the first I'm hearing of this, but I don't know. I don't know what's going on this year. No, I think he's. I think he's there with not the Tarantino Western, but the other one he's done. Uh, could be. Could be. Mm. Lloyd's always pulling out some some crazy outlandish shit. He was the first one to get Carpenter on the circuit, so it's definitely a possibility. I've been told that if you're going to go any year, that this is a year to go, that they're going to pull out some big guns. But Oh, well, if that happens, Joe. I have not talked to Lloyd yet, but we'll see. You're going to get some shit in the mail. <laughs> Guaranteed. Well, the, the thing with uh, Texas Frightmare is I rarely get a chance to break away from my table, man. It stays so, so busy. Mm. Yeah. Tim? Oh, man, this was a hard one for a number two after John Carpenter. I, but I have to go to my man, Lance Henriksen. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to meet that dude. I have a couch. You could come over and talk to it. It's made out of leather. <laughs> Just for the mere reason. <laughs> a, him and I, yeah, him and I share the same birthday, but also to just, uh, talk to him, not only about aliens, but talk to him about the millennium TV series since he's like so crazy about that. I, I would just love to talk to him about that stuff. Yeah. You'll get, you'll get, I, I wager to bet you'll get to meet that dude. He does the conventions. I've seen his name a couple different times. Not on ones around us, but I think it'll happen. Uh, my neck. Guys, I've, I've ended up with seven. Well, that's okay. I got <laughs> alternates too. Uh, okay. my, my next one is one of my dudes. I'd love to meet Richard Pryor. I do not know what, like, like when I was really loving Richard Pryor, I was probably, Six, seven, eight, 
and watching Pryor's place. Watching uh, fucking Superman three was what did it. That turned me on to Richard Pryor, and then it was like Silver Streak and all that shit. I just love that man to death. And moving. Yeah, oh, moving with King Kong. <laughs> oh, moving is fucking great, man. <laughs> we're going to take the stairs. No, we're kidding. No, we're not. And they take the stairs in the pool. Oh, <laughs> moving. Moving was a uh, sleepover favorite. But, yeah, Richard Pryor. So who you got, Joe? I've got Ruth Gordon, star of two of my favorite movies, Harold and Maude. And, uh, <laughs> shit, Rosemary's Baby. Nice. Yeah, is she dead? Yes, she's very dead. Oh, man, I didn't know. I, I suck at knowing if people are alive. Well, she was old when those yeah. movies came out in the 70s and 60s. That's another movie that I've never seen as Harold Maude. Hmm. I know. I should. <laughs> I just have a feeling I would not like that fucking movie. Was she in Homebodies? Because that's one I really want to see. She's not in Homebodies, but she's in uh, Any Which Way You Can and Any Which Way But Loose. Yeah, she's the old lady with the fucking shotgun. Yes. Yeah, she's yes. great in those. John, who you got? Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> I left him on the list. We'd have to bring Just, Tim's wife in the food. I, I left him off the list because I knew John was going to pick him. Yeah, well, he wasn't on my original list, but I put him on my list. Yeah, if he met your wife, Tim, it'd all be over. He'd be millionaires. She would just move to Chechnya and cook for him all the time. <laughs> and and what I would do, although I would probably get arrested or beaten up or killed, is I would quickly grab his weave and run off. No, <laughs> <laughs> so of all would... the celebrity weaves that you would grab, Seagal would be the first, and not Burt Reynolds. Or no, no, I would no, no, because I respect Burt Reynolds. I don't respect. <laughs> I would pull off that weave, and he would. Chuck I would like ultimate sign of respect. He doesn't rip your wig off. I would go dancing about like a little pixie holding that thing, and being like, "I've got Steven Seagal's weave," and I would run up, and then I would also want to see him like try and get to his feet and chase me with the wheezing and the puffing and the sweating and oh, the. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like you wouldn't even get a chance because like his discipline of fighting doesn't work unless attacked. Right. Well, Basically, will, yeah. I would like to see you two jam together. Yeah, oh no, I would I would certainly get I would certainly get my, my time with him and then I would rip his weave off. <laughs> Once you went for the weave, it'd be the flappy hand maneuver and you'd be on the ground. That's how that would It'd go. be really easy because all I would do is I would uh, uh, just waft some of the pepperoni bread uh, <laughs> under his nose and then move it off to the left and as his head followed the pepperoni bread like a dog following a shiny object, I would tear the weave off from behind and go running off and go, I always knew you had a skullet, you baldy cigar bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got, Tim? Uh, like I said, the, 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 it was hard, but the other one was Rucker Hauer. It, Fuck yeah. yeah. I, I've always wanted to meet him. He, there was a chance of him coming to Horror Realm like about two years ago, but it didn't happen. Oh, Rich. He's done some conventions yeah. in the UK. Yeah. He, he, there was a chance of him coming to Horror Realm, but he ended up doing a project. And I hope that project wasn't Dracula 3D because he made the wrong decision. <laughs> I still want to see Dracula 3D. We did it for the show. It was terrible. <laughs> I still want to see it. But yeah, Rucker Hauer. Yeah, Rucker Howard would be a guy I would love to meet. Uh, who I got? The next one, uh, for obvious movie reasons, but I would want to meet him because he's the greatest football player of all time, and that cannot be fucking denied, and that's Jim Brown. 
Big Jim Brown. Jim Brown. I'd see Big Jim Brown. Yeah, and I know my dad would go to any convention that Jim Brown was at. Big Jim Brown. Yep. And Fred the Hammer Williamson. Well, great yeah, dude. I want to meet him. I know he does a lot of them. Never dude. got to meet that dude. He was yeah. meant to be at the Urban Action Showcase last year and he didn't show up. I just asked Jim, I just asked, uh, fucking, I'd be like, so what's up with these crazy Italians, man, and their fucking post-apocalyptic nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> and he'd just be like, oh, they, 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 they paid the bills for about 10 years of my life. Yes, yeah. they did. They gave me the coin. Oh, who you got, Joe? I've got uh, William Gaines, uh, the publisher of EC Comics, uh, Mad Magazine, mm. a guy that you know you would mean have not like Courtney Gaines from Children of the Corn. <laughs> no, not Courtney. <laughs> Him, I could meet any show I go to. Yeah, I was gonna say he's not that impressive. Yeah. Hey, Pinocchio, where you going? <laughs> but no, William Gaines. Uh, it just—he's a legend in comic books, which is my first love, and. You know he's got a lot uh, of shit to say. He's a guy that got totally fucked over but still came out on top. By our government. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, who you got, John? Uh, Roger Moore. (laughs) Ah, very cool. That would be a sleazy encounter. Would you wear a tweed hat? I would. Roger Moore and James Spader stitched together in a suit. That, there's too much slime and grease. I don't think that, <laughs> the lubrication, they just slide off each other like the opposite ends of a magnet. It just right. would repel each other. Who you got, Tim? I would want to, st- I would want to meet Jeffrey Combs. He's cool. He's cool I want to talk to him, not just because of Reanimator. I want to talk to him about, uh, him being into the full moon movies, not just Castle Freak, but Robot Wars. I also want to talk to him about Phantom Empire with Michelle Bauer. Just different stuff like that. It I just, really, I, really want to see his one-man Edgar Allan Poe show. Oh, that would be cool. I still did I didn't. I went looking at Ken's booth for motivational growth. He didn't have it. Wow, yeah. I thought he would. Didn't have it. Uh, Good movie. We'll try it, Wasteland. Hey, out of print, Dan, listen up. Kenny and Company, Motivational Growth, hook me up, buddy. Um, Who's my next one? Belush. I want to meet John Belushi, even though he's dead. Mm. Such a fucking, he became like my fourth dude when I saw yeah. the Blues Brothers and all that early Saturday Night Live shit. Yeah, there's very few cats that I would do drugs, that kind I would of do drugs drug with. Belushi. <laughs> with. But, yeah, I would probably do a couple of rails with that dude. I do, like, I would last five seconds, and he'd just, I'd be out with probably the shit he was doing. <laughs> Big influence, fucking Belushi. Who you got, John? Tim Thomason. Love that dude. I met him Tim years ago. Talk about Cherry 2000. Yeah, that yeah. dude. John, <laughs> if you get a chance, it is well worth meeting that dude. I took full advantage of uh, a Q&A like 10 years ago at a convention that doesn't exist anymore. It didn't exist then, but that's <laughs> full, full other best. But it, uh, I met him, John, when he was at a table. It was him and Dave Dakota. Nice. And, and very cool stuff. Tim Thomerson talking all I – was, I had him talking all kinds about Full Moon stuff. It was hilarious. <clears throat> Nice. Yeah, I want to meet Tim Thomason. That'd be incredible. But I also want to meet Peter Cushing. But I went Tim Thomason as well. Who you got, Joe? 
David Warner. Oh, oh, good one. I was gonna pick him, but and I hope somebody pulls him onto the circuit. He's, he's done uh, a horror he's on up, a couple of them. Has he? Yeah. Oh, shit. Indy. You know, uh, he's up there in years, so he could go on us at any time. I, I would really, really love to meet him and thank him for all the work he's done. He's still pretty goddamn spry. Good. I mean, he's he's not in bad health or anything. He's I feel like he's got the Angus scrim gene, man. He's going to be around probably 20 years longer than he should have. Yeah. Has David Warner ever made a bad movie? Yeah. He's in... um, No, uh, you're wrong. Whatever you're going to say is wrong, John. (laughs) Oh, no. The Island with um, Michael Caine is a horrible movie. I've got to rewatch that. Uh, it's got a great score. <laughs> it's got a great score, and uh, David Warner basically is going around in it going, I'm a pirate. i got to see that now, shit. But he's awful. It's just, it's an awful movie. Oh, who you got, Tim? <clears throat> um, even though I have talked to him on the phone many, 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 many times, but I want to meet him in person as John McBride. Is he doing okay? Is he? Hey, he's still doing okay, but I would yeah. just, I would love... I, and I've tried this several times. I'm trying to get him to go to a convention, anything. I'd love to meet him in person just because he. I feel like he was one of the pioneers of shot on VH. He was definitely one of them. Yeah, a shot on VHS stuff and had a lot, you know, has that connection to the Polonia brothers. Just a lot of stuff I've really, like, enjoyed and. Some of it terrible, but some of it good. And plus, he is the man behind Cannibal Campot and Woodchipper Massacre. I love it. I get to Pittsburgh, like before John shows up. I walk in, and Tim Tim shows me the first thing he shows me is his copy of Woodchipper Massacre on the VH. <laughs> in his pillar of DVDs that seems to be like load bearing. Like if Tim pulls the wrong DVD out, his his fucking second story collapses on his own first. He's got a load-bearing pillar of DVDs in his house, I swear to God. That's the first thing. Then he takes me downstairs to show me the canceled Jeff Burr check from Leatherface 3. Or Chainsaw 3 is fucking awesome. Who you got, John? Uh, who else have I not done? Uh, George Romero. He's great. The most humble fucking dude ever. <clears throat> yeah, George A. Romero. And speaking of George A. Romero, did anybody talk to John Russo? No, I didn't. I no. didn't. I didn't even know where he was or what he was doing or why. Yeah, he was at that convention. He was riding coattails. That's what he was doing. Come on. Uh, my last one, uh, George Carlin, just because he's fucking oh, George that's Carlin. Oh, that's Fucking that's really awesome. Good. That's a very really good cool one. one. Yeah, get him to sign something from Car Wash. <laughs> Looking for that black chick still. I think that's it. Anybody got any alternates? Uh, um, yeah, I, I had uh, Peter Cushing, which I mentioned already. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Christopher Lee. Any of them guys? I I was gonna say I had Vincent Price. Ooh, Clint Eastwood. I'm I'm no. I just I would not. I don't think he'd be a fun dude to meet. I just I'd like to have a conversation with him about the Dirty Harry movies, and the good and the bad and ugly. I'd like to meet Ed Quillen at a at a convention. <laughs> Would Joe ask Clint Eastwood how he's the only person that can make a racist movie in Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got certainly a guy that's on my list that I could meet, 
but I don't want to meet him at a convention setting. I'd like to just fucking have some beers with him, and that's uh, my childhood hero, William Shatner, Captain Kirk. Yeah. I want to meet him more in a setting like uh, if you've ever seen the movie Free Enterprise, just kind of like that. Just kind of right. into him. And I love that movie. That movie's yeah. underrated. Just go out and get fucked up with him Man. and find, find out that he's just as fucked up as we are. That'd be great. Uh, then I have Sam Peckinpah, which, who's another guy I'd like to just, you know, go out and get fucked up with. And he get, seems like a grumpy fuck. Yeah, nah, we'd get into start a big bar fight, you know, yeah. something like that. He'd pull out his gun, start shooting people. Good Do time. some family shit. Yeah, some Texas style shit. Yep. Um, I age. Uh, I'd probably be in jail for rape or something like that. <laughs> Elsha Lancaster, just because she's just so iconic. You know, I've known nothing about her other than the the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, I was going to point out that the only reason I didn't list a bunch of women is that the two women that I always would want to meet at a convention, I've met, which Barbara is um, uh, Cynthia Rothrock and um, Pam Greer. No Barbara Crampton? I would love to meet Barbara Crampton, and I assume it's going to happen, but I have, don't forget, talked to her yeah. like twice for over an hour each time. Uh, the only other alternative that I have is just because I want to sample the man's blood because I think he found the fountain of youth and that would be Lemmy. No, I thought <laughs> you were going to say Gunnar Hansen. Uh, no, that's, yeah, we pretty much 100% guaranteed knew he knows how not to die. Dude, I got pictures of him from 1991 that proves that that dude sucked someone's stem cells. But Lemmy, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, you could. You could smash Lemmy in the face with a sledgehammer and nothing would happen. Like, that guy doesn't get sick. All he does is wear Nazi memorabilia and fucking drink and smoke and fucking rock. He might already be dead, though. He's the only true rock star left. He's the best. So that's the show, everybody. We all going to meet up at Horror Realm next year? (laughs) We'll meet up at, yeah, in March, man. In March, definitely in March. Um, I don't know. Do we have any more stories? I was just trying to think. I'm trying to think too. I have some stories that I probably can't tell people. No, I don't really. I wish <laughs> I had some stories I couldn't tell people. All my stories were very public. All my stuff was very public. I just want to say a big, 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 enormous big thank you to everyone in Pittsburgh because I tore it up both nights with my drunken ways and both nights, uh, Pittsburgh was nothing but, um, uh, welcoming and laughed and joined in and danced and had a great time no one judged me no one treated me like shit it was it was awesome and i got to uh wag the finger and shout at some theater kids who doesn't fucking love that <laughs> i would next time i go back tim i would like to see more of the city yeah well that's what i said next time i didn't you know. get to see where pissed inch theater was yeah i didn't well, get to see where incredibly strange video was i did see you showed me where they they filmed the fly. And yeah, the Dark Knight. We'll we'll have to go see Pistench Theater for Manny Brothers, where yeah. Incredibly Strange <laughs> Video was. And we'll all do it wearing our Fast Custom T-shirts. Yes. Yeah. From FastCustomShirts.com. Everybody, pimp your shit, and we'll get out of here. Joe, uh, go ahead, John. Oh, just after moviediner.com, it's got the links to all the stuff. If you want to know about the music, click the music tab. If you want to know about the podcast, click the podcast tab. It's that fucking simple. Aftermoviediner.com. Got it on the VH. Boom. <laughs> John releases the Kraken. Yeah. Uh, fastcustomshirts.com. You can get some t-shirts, a few other things. 
Uh, if you go to the independent section, all those guys get most of the money for uh, the shirts that are sold there because uh, it helps them keep on making their independent films and living their dream. You can listen to me talk with Tom Martino on the DWN Horrible Movie Podcast, sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts. Uh, be one of the six or seven people that listens. I listened, and I'm surprised he's not, a, he's not sponsored by the Juggalo family yet. <laughs> and you can listen to that on the Horophilia Network, something like that. I'm not really sure. Um, I know nothing about the show. I don't listen. So, <laughs> Tim, I've got breaking news. What's up? Um, I think Kurt Angle is playing a Mexican wrestling vampire on the strain right now. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, I I got that on the DVR. So you got it on the DV. What got you got to do? Uh, as always, you can find me at grossmoviereviews.com. You can find me here at Bloodbass and Boomsticks. And please, if you want to order a copy of my book, Gross Movie Reviews, The Wrath of Gross, go check out lulu.com. Go into the bookstore and just search Gross Movie Reviews and you'll find a copy. Ten out of ten insurance salesmen recommend it. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JSB underscore Boomsticks. Like our Facebook pages. Go listen to our shows. Uh, Big apology to Dano that my modem, uh, a flood exploded my modem in my town. Uh, I'm going to get all the old episodes up. I'm about four behind. Uh, this one's going to go up before the other ones, except for Dano's show. But we got new stuff. We haven't retired. We just went on vacation. So, Joe, John, great to talk to you again. Can't wait till March to see you. Boom. Thanks Tim. for having us on, man. All, all, all the praise in the world to you, your, your kids, and your wife. Thank you, sir. Fucking, and everybody, we're out of here. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The party's over. And tomorrow starts the same old thing again.
sat on um, uh, Tim Gross's uh, beautiful front porch and uh, you might have to move in a bit Tim you might be a bit far away but we're just gonna we'll just survive two days of horror realm and uh, we're just gonna do some uh, thoughts on it right now highlights for you Kyle Ed Quillen songs Rick Fusselman's pants sweet sweet shorts his chubbies his, his boner enhancing shorts <laughs> t-shirt Joe being a legend. Uh, I bought more t-shirts of T-Shirt Joe than I've ever bought. Somehow, bought. T-Shirt Joe rounding the corner at the party and Dio just playing I was going to say, that might be the, one of the biggest the highlight in a long time. Just sitting there singing last in line with Dio himself. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. John, meeting John Cross. <laughs> yeah. uh, happened to put, like, I don't know. The first day you met me, I get drunk. Oh my god, John drunk. Cross got so drunk. I got messy drunk. Yeah. I went up to transgender people about <laughs> no, she, how they need to make, they, they can't be nothing, they have to be something. No, it wasn't. They can't be asexual. They can't, what, what do you say? I'm, no, no, what I'm happened was, is I went, up to, I went up to someone who was quite clearly a girl, right? Quite clearly a girl. I don't know. I, that was, I don't know. And when I, because I, I said, I forget what comment I made. But she said something along the lines of, I think I just said something like, him and her, to, yeah. like, the guy and the girl. And she was like, I'm not a she. I was like, okay, he and he then. And she was like, I'm not a he. And, and, and she was like, and I said, well, what are you then? She was like, I'm gender fluid, which I'd never heard of before. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that means. Well, I don't know what the hell that means either. To which point I lost it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like cross, come you, out have, the... you have to yeah. pick something. You can't, like, I don't care who you are, I said. You have to pick some. She can be uh, transgender. She can be a hermaphrodite. She can be whatever. But she has to be something. You can't be nothing. Right. You can't be gender fluid. That doesn't mean anything. If she means like I'm bisexual, that's then say you're bisexual. Like it doesn't. I don't know. Anyway. Or you're just. You were clearly mad though. I was drunk. Well, because I'm sick and tired of being told that I'm wrong. 
You that. have to pick something. You can't be just neutral. I love that I said I think Dana McDonald's wrong. I've never had that conversation before. That's what she said. You come out of the hotel banging your fists together. You're like, I'm sick and tired of being told that I'm wrong about this. Oh, and I was telling everyone to love America. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. And you were talking about having... Spookies on the VH in your sleep. <laughs> you, you were talking that. about Donald Pleasance on the VH while in your sleep, in yep. your drunken sleep. I was going to say, but that was the best because he passes out on the couch with the cell phone in his hand. Him acting yep. like he's still staring at it, but he passes out. Yeah. As we go to move you, you're gone. Spookies on VH. Fuck <laughs> these guys. And he's just like, Donald Pleasance. VH. Oh, fuck. And that came off the back of the fact that we just met Tim's mum, and we yes. finally confirmed the thing on the VH. You yes. saw the most awesome Pittsburgh artifact of all time. Tim Gross's mom's copy of the thing on the VH. Um, and Tim had his own battle with uh, Pittsburgh dad and the um, Bigfoot movie Bigfoot dudes. movie dudes. And I won, of course, because <laughs> because uh, you are the Pittsburgh dad. He is the Pittsburgh dad. Well, I called him Pittsburgh's first son. That's what yeah, I called him. Yeah. Because I have this theory, I reckon that um, you've got Papa what, do Romero. The, yeah, do the do the Pittsburgh family tree. Papa Romero, he's he's Granddaddy Romero. Mm-hmm. You've got then uh, Daddy Savini. Yes. You've got kindly Uncle John Amplis. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Pittsburgh's first son, Tim Gross. Tim Gross. That's the way it works, and no one can take that away from him because John Cross decreed it. When I was yeah. in Pittsburgh for all of two days. <laughs> loves America. Yeah. I love America. <laughs> well, the cemetery was cool. The cemetery could ask, man. The cemetery was really awesome. We went up to, we almost got arrested for being in a cemetery without... No, that guy was nice. <laughs> <laughs> he just, I just had to move my car because I parked it in the middle of the road. Right. No, I, I was going to say, there wasn't really you could, anywhere you could move except driving. Yeah, I just had to go What was the, the nicest thing was that that cemetery, unlike the mall, has been really well preserved, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Really well looked up. Well, I think part of it, too, that cemetery is off the beaten path. Right. But no, just to have, like, a cop uh, uh, patrolling it on a random Friday afternoon, that means that they take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they do. Well, what did you think about the mall? The mall was pretty cool. The mall was very cool, ex- except that, that, fuck them for modernizing it. They should have. It should have been kept a national landmark. It should have been kept, look in the 70s, cheese. Well, like I said, they used to have a plaque in there. They had all kinds of things. It was very obvious, but the last 10 years, that mall, they've gutted it compared yeah. to what it used to. Fuck progress. It was, you could tell, you can still tell where stuff went down in the movie. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we, we stood exactly where they stand when they do the famous speech. Yeah. When, when he's wearing the big pim coat. Oh, the, yeah. Daddy was a priest in Trinidad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he used to say, when there are no more room in hell, zombies will walk here. I found out that Carl Pauling is Andre the Giant. I am. You don't want to peanuts. That was another great conversation. What? <laughs> Wait. What about my head being yes, huge? Yes. My head is normal sized head, everybody. He's like, you should be able to eat more. You got a big ass. Oh, no, no, no. We got to stop head. us right Your now. It's twice the size of mine. Did I? Is that what I said? Yeah. yeah. I do not remember saying yeah. that. Yeah. I do not remember Tim, saying that. Tim, I will never forget Tim Gross's wife is trying to murder us with good food. With good food. Just never stops cooking. Never stop. the, the wife, she couldn't stop laughing when John just went on his stage. Not that you're fat, Kyle. But you're a big guy. Your head's twice the size of mine. <laughs> you're under the giant. You eat more than me. <laughs> I had no idea that Tim Gross and Carl were both taller than me. I had no idea. 
I don't know how tall I am. I know I'm over six because I'm just as tall as you, and you got to be over six. Yeah, I'm like six one, six two. I can dunk. That's a fact. You don't even have to jump. I have turned down multi-million dollar contracts from the NBA. I'm just not interested. Guys, yeah. leave me alone. Leave me alone. He's too busy doing podcasts. Yeah. I don't need your LeBron-sized contracts. And helping uh, Kamala out. Yeah. I'm not going to lose my dog. Carl misses so his dog. Yesterday so morning, Carl hadn't even been here more than 48 hours, and he was like, I miss my dog. I miss my PlayStation. Oh, so I miss my PlayStation. <laughs> I just want to be on my PlayStation with my dog. That was funny. Oh. But yeah, no, we got in last night, and I was drunk, and uh, Carl and Tim, and um, Tim's wife, uh, Kate, decided to murder me with food and kindness. Um, Dude, g- the, the word spread throughout the convention that your your wife was bringing bacon cheeseburger pie. I was getting texts from people I didn't even talk to. It's because yeah. you turned around in the middle of the day yesterday and went, my wife is bringing, and these were the words you said to me. Bacon cheeseburger shepherd's pie. And I yeah. was like, I don't know what that is, but I want it right now it's in my pretty face. It's glorious. And then for the next five hours, Carl and I were walking around with each other going, when's the bucket was... cheeseburger shepherd's pie coming? Well, that was the After a while, I just went, stood outside and smoked cigarettes and was on cheeseburger patrol. What's <laughs> <laughs> great is the pan sits down on Dan's movies. And literally, the table got swarmed like a celebrity yeah, yeah, just yeah. showed up. I, I, I said to Ed, uh, you ran out of the other room where Ed and, and uh, Tisha Joe were, and I was like, oh, uh, wait a minute, cheeseburger, Shepherd's Pie's yeah. coming. And so I, I left, and by the time I got round to, to your table, dude, there was like 20 people. Oh, yeah. And I was like, out of print, Dan better be selling videos and eating Shepherd's Pie right now. That better be <laughs> what's happening. What did you think of... Uh the stuffed meatloaf she gave. Oh, that's... this. Okay, so back to the first night. <laughs> I get in, I'm drunk. I get pepperoni bread, which is like four pizzas had sex with four other pizzas and just... Give me produced, the bread needs, Johnny. <laughs> bread I meats. need the bread needs. Who knew you could stitch meat into bread? But there we go. It's been done. That was Dan's favorite quote of the whole weekend. What was that? <laughs> Who knew you could stitch meats to bread? Dan <laughs> Your wife knows. That's what it is. She has the magic secret. She, she probably did it. Like she was the first one ever. Yeah. So we reckon she should be Seagal's private chef because uh-huh. he would just love that. So then. So I eat all that, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's a good boost, soak her up, but that'll, that'll mean that I won't have a hangover in the morning and go to bed now. Uh-uh, no, we're not done. That was just a first course. Yes, first out, course. Out comes a mashed potato stuffed bacon wrap. Oh, no, no, of. no, no. We had pierogies in the middle. No, pierogies were next. Yeah, pierogies were, were the last. Yeah. Oh. I finished up the pierogies, dude. Oh, Because by the time the pierogies came out, you were like, no, I can't have any pierogies, uh, I can't one, have any. I didn't and then Kate brought out one. two. She yeah. brought out two for you, and I had like a whole bowl full. Oh, jeez, the pierogies. You're like, I can't do the pierogies. Then she brought out like... So so we had the, the, the mashed potato stuffed bacon wrapped meatloaf, and then I, then I thought I was dead. Then I thought, <laughs> that's it, I'm just dead. My liver is fucked, my stomach is full, I'm dying now. And then the pierogies came out. It was like a three-course meal to heaven. Because I was going to say, Thursday night when Kyle first rolled in, he's like, I never had pierogies. Yeah. yeah. And I was sitting there, the wife brought out me pierogies after Kyle already had some, and Kyle was getting more out of my bowl. Well, no, yeah. I was like, okay, she put the bowl down, and I was like, oh, it's, it's what was it, oil and onions, right? That's how you cook yeah. them. So it was pierogies soaked in oil and onions. 
and I hate onions. Oh, I can't stand them. I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to like pierogies. So I just scraped the onions off and ate one. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> pierogies rule, man. Pittsburgh yeah. people know what the hell they're talking about when they come to pierogies. And talking about Pittsburgh people, Pittsburgh people, nicest people on the planet Earth. They are. Uh, they got a shitty football team, but I'm, I'm willing to look at that <laughs> anymore because they can cook. All I'm saying is I got into this town at like 6.30 uh, on Friday morning, and everyone I saw and everywhere I went, from the Starbucks girl who gave me the code to the bathroom without me having to buy anything so I could... Wait, you have to have a code to get into the bathroom at Starbucks? Ah, uh, because they're like... The same in New York. It's because of, like, bums and stuff. Yeah, there's and also a lot of places starting to go to that now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she gave me the code. I was like, oh, is the bathroom open? She was like, oh, here's the code. You know, don't worry about it. She could see it just got off the bus and stuff. She was cool. Uh, right to the lady who was at the uh, incline, the Duquesne incline or whatever, however you pronounce it. Yeah, you <coughs> pronounce it fine. She, uh, she was chatting away. Oh, you're from England, da 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 da, da giving me the whole patter. She was sweet as. And you could tell it wasn't just me because everyone who got off that incline who was going to work or whatever was yep. like, hey, morning, and like talking to her as they walked past. Sweet lady, sweet, sweet lady. I had to get the Duquesne incline explained to me. I swore it was for coal back in the day, bringing coal up the side of the mountain. But yeah, I guess it's just for people, right? Yep. Oh yeah, there was, but that was the thing. There was a few of them, but there's just that one. But there's another, uh, very very old one in Johnstown, PA, also. Nice. And I believe that one was to take coal up and down mm. the mountain. Right. But it was cool anyway. So I did that, and I met you guys at the top. And then everyone at Horror Realm has just been like everyone I either knew as a distant legend from listening to Bloodbath and Boomsticks, or people who had actually like because over the time of being on Bloodbath and Boomsticks, like Ed Cullen had friended me on Facebook, and um, uh, T-shirt Joe had friended me on Facebook. Legendary T-shirt Joe. Because of course I did that episode where I came on and cameoed for five minutes the apocalypse episode where Joe and Quas were on there. So like. Quast. Like what, what was hilarious? Oh, what was hilarious was that both Quast and Bryce Casman came up to me, and I never even met them before. And they're like, "Hey, John Cross." Yes. Like, like immediately, and I was like, I was looking at them, going, uh, "Excuse the uh, tank that just drove by." Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at them, going, "Um," and then and then I was like, "He must be Bryce because he's in the movie screening." And uh, he must be Quast. All right, okay, fine. So I just like, figured it out. Yeah, you got Quast who's wearing a shirt of himself. Of himself and a cat. And a cat. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Bryce who just like, shows up. If, if the internet, I don't know, if 20 years from now I don't talk to you guys anymore because of whatever, I will always have a special place in my heart for Rodrigo because he made me break my Cannibal Holocaust cherry. Yes. And it is recorded, and it's great. <laughs> like, he's the dude that I watch Cannibal Holocaust with for that the very first just, time. I enjoyed watching that with you just because hearing you just go, Oh, oh that oh, fucking oh, monkey. Oh. That poor monkey. Dude, the monkey was worse than the turtle, I think. But yes. I do got to go check on see if uh, Bacon is ready for dinner. Mm, nice. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the other thing is that Tim's wife does the most amazing bacon on the planet Earth. There is, There, there has to be something magic she does to it. She just said she buys bacon just, and puts it in the skillet. Store but bacon. No, it can't be it's, store bacon. It's got to be better. It's it's. She's just like, oh, it's just tinkery smoked. I'm like, no, you put magic in it. There's magic. <laughs> Pittsburgh, there's, Pittsburgh magic. There's dust. Pittsburgh magic pixie dust. I guess all Pittsburgh women have. Yeah, I think. Well, maybe the, it's just Carl. Maybe they don't like know. Carl and Kate. That's the way. I'm sorry, uh, Tim and Kate. Maybe that's the way it works out. They just like got the magic bacon. One of the Magic Bacon working for us. Are the old ladies out the front? Yep, they're doing the rocking chair. Oh, man. Old ladies in Pittsburgh rock for our porches. They do. 
They've been rocking their front porch all morning. But no, and then me meeting like Rick, the first Fusselman. Fucking Rick. He's he's a funny dude. He is a funny, funny dude. And then meeting Adaprin Dan, who I'd heard, only heard about in in hallowed terms on the podcast. The man who could find you movies that maybe don't exist. <laughs> All you have to do is put the whisper in the air, and Adaprin Dan just finds he it. Finds it. We came up with it. We came up with so many movie titles, but one of my favorite ones, Robo AIDS Pig. Ro- Robo AIDS Pig was amazing, but the, my my favorite one of the whole weekend was um, Monkey Bellboy Massacre. Yes, you got to sit down without me. I, I love Monkey Bellboy Massacre. <laughs> and, and Rick demands that the monkey has huge, pendulous balls. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he was so mad, right? And he killed everybody. Yeah, Otherwise, like, he was a normal monkey, right? <laughs> he was Until a normal monkey. And then, but he had a, he had a bellboy outfit, right. up, but only from the waist up. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for you to see what the white says. Oh, no, Look, man. Seriously? Yeah. I'm going to have a heart attack on the bus on the way home. <laughs> that's, that's just happening. Just wait. That's just happening. There's no way to get around it. I'm dying on the bus. Oh. I, I would die on the bus. I hate buses. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, we had that. We had Ed Quillen singing funny songs. <coughs> you had me assaulting theater kids while drunk and telling him, but you got to love Rocky Horror Picture Show. You're dressed as Eddie. And that he was, kid was... And he was like, I don't like it. And I was like, but then you dressed as Eddie. Like, why are you dressed yeah. as Eddie? I, that was... Maybe, maybe they're uh, trans-neutral. Yeah, trans <laughs> Trans-fluid. Trans, fluid trans. Like, they're transmission fluid. Sure. <laughs> I guess that's a thing you could be now. <laughs> you could be, be, be anything. I'm, I'm RoboCop. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> I think... I think Tim is Charles Band. Just I'm by sure. just by sitting on this chair, yeah. I'm going to have wicker chair babies. Yeah, <laughs> and they all have neck aids. They'll all have neck aids. Like that Ed, movie, The Offering. Yeah, because nobody ever saw. Um, what else did I do while I was there? Oh yeah, I played ukulele in front of everyone and then lay on the floor. Yeah, and someone put it up on the internet. <laughs> they took video of me playing the ukulele at people. I met Michael Baldwin. He was kick ass. He was sweet as anything with uh, 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 Tim's kid, which was great. I met Frank and Hooker. I can't uh, talk. I'm not allowed to talk about Frank and Hooker because I've never seen it. Oh, okay. I suck. <laughs> I, I met Carol Spinney, who does the. Oh, did I tell you what Carol Spinney did, which was, freaked me the fuck was out? Was he? You gotta explain. He's he's Oscar the Grouch and, and Big, Big Bird. Bird. Wife would like to know: Would you like more muffins or toast or uh, bagels? I want a muffin. You want a muffin? Yeah. Uh, I'm good the way I am, dude. Whatever's coming that out doesn't, is... That doesn't stand. No. Little bit. She's already bringing me bacon, yeah. dude. So <laughs> she has to give you something. So, like, um, Carol Spinner, yeah, he does Big Bird, right? Who has that, like, high-pitched voice. So, I go over to Carol Spinney, and it's all a bit surreal, and I just pay for a picture, uh, a photograph with him, because, like, I, I don't really care about his autograph or whatever. I just want to get a picture with the dude. So he, st- so he stands up, and he takes a picture with me, and I say, oh, thanks so much, man. You did great work, and your career was amazing. Thank you. And as I walk away, he, he grabbed my arm, and I turned around to look at him, and he went, please tell your friends about me, in, like, the Big Bird voice. And I was like, that is the creepiest Whoa. fucking thing I've ever had He really had wanted to, to talk to us after we were, like, not 20 feet away singing about AIDS babies yeah. and... 
and, and dick well, hole was, puking. The, well, then what, hap- what happened was, is I said, I'm going to go over and ask Big Bird to write this out to, like, Cocky Cocky Whizbag or whatever the name. What was that? Oh, my white boy rap name. Yeah. Uh, Cockmaster Jizzy Jojo. That's it. And I was going to go over and I was going to be like, please make this out to Cockmaster Jizzy Jojo to Big Bird. I thought, how inappropriate. Me and, me and Adam Dan are going to put out a white boy rap album. It's going to be Cockmaster Jizzy Jojo and the Fresh Young P. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, dude, I can't take any more. Anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, seriously, seriously, I can't eat a whole thing of that. I'm gonna die. Just, just, just some bacon and toast would be amazing. That's all I want. Just Look at this. That's what ridiculous. did I just say two seconds ago? Just a muffin. Just please. a muffin. And what do I have now, John he's got, Cross? He's got fucking. It looks like I went to the Denny's buffet and came back with a plate full of. Yeah, he's got eggs, and cheese, fruit, uh, bacon, fruit, a big piece of melon, a big piece of melon, oh, and a muffin. And, oh, Jesus. There's no way. We're all going to die. Tim Gross married the greatest woman of all fucking times. All right. Because it's 9.20 now, so uh, I want to be at the bus stop an hour from now. So we've oh, just got to figure shit out. So, but I can't eat a whole fucking plate of anything. Well, it's not gonna, you're not going to have a choice. Dude, I'm going to die on the bus. And, and what if I need to take a big dump because of it on the bus? I don't want to take a big dump on the bus. The bus toilets are fucking they're mm. disgusting. You think people like? You think if we were all in the same boat, people would respect the bathroom? But people don't. They just go in and they just go. I'm going to piss all over the seat, and I'm yeah. like, "Why are you going to piss all over the seat?" And they're like, "Because I don't care." Yeah. Because I'm a man. I've got a dick, and I don't have to touch the the bowl. I'm like, I hope piss man, fucking needs to take a dump and has to sit in his own piss. Filthy piss man. What about what about Rick telling us the story about the guy who wanted dirty piss porn? Did he mm. tell you that story about the dirty piss porn guy? Are you talking about uh, shit gloves? No, he just came in. He wanted the he wanted the uh, uh, videos from from Rick's store that was uh, dirty piss porn. Oh man, I've heard so many stories about people that used to come into fucking Rick's store. <laughs> he told me all about the dirty piss porn guy, yeah. and I like that. That was hilarious. He didn't tell me that one yesterday, but I know I've heard that one before. He was like, <laughs> "What did he ask?" Is squirting the same as spraying or something? And I was just like, what the fuck? It all depends if you're transgender. Yeah, fluid gender. Fluid gender. We've decided transmission fluid is what they are. Transmission yeah. fluid's good. It's very good. I'm transmission fluid. Fuck off, be something. I was a cop. It's awesome. What do you think it is? Dude, I can't have all those eggs and shit again. Just some bacon and toast. I saw her, she's like... I fed them that much yesterday. I know, but dude, I gotta sit on a bus for eight hours. I can't. <laughs> you can sit next to another goth chick and give her to business. I'm gonna fucking do poops on the bus right in the goth girl's face. She's gonna have cross poops to contend with. I don't. I don't want to be doing toots and poops. What time do you need to be down there again? Quarter after ten. Yeah, about an hour from now. So okay. uh, I will sit out here for about another fifteen, and then I'll get all my shit together. Okay. No, just making sure. Yeah. I don't want you to. What time's the convention today? Eleven. That's what I thought. Which is perfect because it means you. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we were gonna we were gonna drive down, and then I was gonna bring him back so he could grab his car. You can do that. Yeah, and then Carl can just follow you to. Yeah. The... Tell me that way. Oh man, I wish I was going back today. I wish I'd taken Monday off, and I wish I was going back tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I wish I could come. I'm not going to stay too long today. I'm going to stay maybe an hour. Because I'm just going to go in and say <coughs> bye to everybody. I have to say, man, um, the people at Horror Realm, I feel like I've made a million and one new friends. I just feel like. I feel like. Rick's I've, put on a hell of a good show. Yeah. 
Rich, oh yeah, Rich, what a, what a diamond geezer Rich is. Did you see his flowery shirt last night? What a oh, legend. Dude, everybody had flowery. Yeah, it was the luau stuff. Yeah. What a legend. <clears throat> I came up to him and I said, you know, I walk around the corner and they're playing CB Wonder Superstitious, right, from the right. thing. Yeah. And I walk around and, I, and I'm like, I'm going to make a thing reference. I know Rich has got to get it. Right. So I walk around the corner and I go, Rich, you turn this shit off. I was shot today. And he's like, he didn't get it. He didn't get it. Like, he didn't get it? No. Oh, man. No. Sometimes, though, when you're in the business and you're, like, focused on yeah. what's going on, you don't remember. What I, was, I think, no, I thought I was worried. He thought I was serious. And I was like, oh, no, man, this is the song from the thing. Oh, uh, Kyle killed a hawk to get to Harlem. did. <clears throat> a hawk that had to die. He has hawk blood on his car, which I don't know if it's a, that's, that's a good omen or a bad omen. I don't know. Have you got special powers now? If Have I you, do, I don't... Have you become Brian Blessed? It's sure not to be able to eat more food, that's for sure. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.